This is South Florida's only real sports station. Happy Scriptus, Mo. Fort Lauderdale. A Beasley Broadcast Group station. WQAM.com. Happy Christmas, Gildy. Didn't quite do everything, but he looked like he he was fine. From what I understand, and uh, if we were playing, you know, if we he, if we were playing Sunday, there'd be no problem that he could play. That's 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 best I know. Okay. With when, uh, with a new secondary, which basically you have, um, how long does it take for guys coming together? And these are experienced people, but. Still hot. Here's today's stock market preview. Experts fear the New York Stock Exchange could open lower again today after Japan's Nikkei index closed down 1.5% on Japanese investor fears that American investors fear a drop in U.S. consumer confidence because of fears that the economy may be in danger because of fears of stock market investors who fear an interest rate hike. Meanwhile, in America, there's fear that those in Japan who fear the fear of American investors could produce fear in other sectors of the economy, which continues showing signs of recovery. I'm Maria Costanza Cabrero, Diaz Smith. We'll have more stock market news when something else that's not really happening happens in the heads of people who just happen to be afraid of everything that happens. And don't be afraid. I fear it, okay, because the, the futures are up. Oh! Going to make a big comeback, isn't it? No. Going to make a gigantic comeback. Plunge in there with both hands. That's what I would tell you. I'm not doing it, but you go ahead. So anyway, uh, uh, let me just say this right off the bat. Todd Dreck is an asshole. Can I get that out of the way right off the bat? Okay. See, let me just tell you this, Todd. When you're sitting back there at your little typewriter at your little desk, see, everything with him is little. The guy's about two feet tall. He comes up to George's kneecap, including his brain. And when you're sitting back there finally getting around to maybe fumbling out some copy, see, I don't understand. How can he be sitting back there writing it if the guy at the uh, sponsor is the one that writes it? You follow what I'm saying? Liar. Basically a liar, Todd. But anyway, when you're sitting back there and bellyaching about the fact that, well, uh, how come he can't do this? See, it's not my job. It's not the talent's job to write your copy to do your job. In addition to which, when you're opening up a big mouth and then Petey Lenny is standing there, you know immediately he's going to come skyrocketing down the hallway, open up the door, and tell us everything that you just said. Because that's the way it works at QAM. We have our moles. Remember when Greg was looking for the mole? He discovered we had like 600 of them. Even Enrique and Peggy Lee put together aren't in the <laughs> class with us. We got more goddamn moles than you ever seen. So if you want to sit back there belly aching and bitching about the fact that somebody's trying to get you to do your job and give us something to work with on a year, that's too freaking bad, Todd, okay? Because we all hate you like poison. Everybody in that building would like to step right on your ass, okay? Even Duff would like to step on your ass. How do you like that, Todd? We're sick and tired of your bullcrap. Quit belly and Just do your job back there, you scumbag, you little Jew. And by the way, happy circus. So anyway, oh, and what else? Got me a little worked up this morning. I'm sitting here minding my own business, uh, you know, typing out my bedtime stories. And I'm listening to a little bit of Mo this morning. I mean, there's nothing like him. I get a little momentum in the morning with Mo. Isn't that the way it works? No. Huh? We get very little momentum on this station. But at any rate, so some... Uh, Ass-sucking caller, and isn't that what I told you about the callers? They're a bunch of ass-suckers. Isn't that what I said? That's what you said. Suckholes and sickos. That's 95% of the calls, just like that guy yesterday. Oh, yeah, quit reading this bedtime stories. Take some calls. Right. So anyway, this uh, schmuck this morning, who's an expert on everything in life, including radio ratings, he's going out about, well, uh, Dan LeBaster did something about ratings, and yesterday Neil was slobbering about Hank and his big, uh, and the trend came out in a big uh, number he had in August, and in the meantime, he didn't bother mentioning the fact that Joe Zagaki was on two weeks in August. Well, guess what, Mr. Expert, since I'm sure you're listening right now, you little punk, 
uh, the trend doesn't work that way. The ratings don't work like August 1 to August 31 and then September 1. It doesn't work that way. The third week of the um, trend, or rather the last week of the trend, ended like August 24th or 5th or whatever it was. The last week when uh, Joe was on, fill in for Hank, that wasn't part of it. So maybe he was on for a week, but is there anybody out there who really believes that Joe Zagaki is responsible for the numbers going up? No. In addition to which, anybody calling up Mo, I know I noticed that nobody has the balls to call him and confront him with his pathetic numbers. At least I haven't heard it, including this little pudwhacker who's an expert on the ratings, supposedly. He's an expert on ratings, just like Todd Drex's an expert on copy. So if I was slobbering, which I thought it was kind of funny, the fact that we were hey, all day yesterday, well, why the hell not give uh, the Humper a little bit of credit? It's due. Not, not only it's due, but we like to see that. I'd like to see Mo get a number in there, you know, just for the hell of it, just to help us out a little bit, just so maybe there's a chance we might get some of that extra bonus money. We're in it together in spite of Mo's uh, sour, uh, psychotic attitude. We're all supposed to be in this ball game together. But nevertheless, there's, we've got all the experts out there, and that's another example of the callers. Now, we do have the phone fixed. I should point that out to you. And yesterday's experiment with that phone, man, that, that set the whole goddamn show back. And since we got a short show today, because the noon to one hour, it's Wednesday. It's uh, noon to one bit Wednesday. And we'll play all comedy bits from noon to one. To give you like a little chance, a little relief in there, a little blessed relief from all these heavy-duty, depressing stories, all these bedtime stories. So we might take a call or two here. What do you say? Now, what we have to do is Carlos has to take one and put it on hold, like line two that's ringing right now. Just put it on hold, and then we'll see what it is. See, just because we want to technically check this out, because Minnie Bob, also known as George Corso, one of our in, uh, several engineers, uh, yesterday he was. Uh, we got a hold of him on the phone, and I came in here, and I diddled with this and diddled with that, and all of a sudden, like, squirt, squirt, almost as much of explosion as uh, Smallville last night, which you guys both missed. Um. So now, now what, what just happened to that? The guy disappeared? He hung up. We can't even do an experiment on here, on this phone. That's uh, this audience. Well, you, oh, well, you want a real call? I don't care whether it's real or make-believe, just one that we can experiment with. I realize we're starting from a, a standing still position now, following our great morning show and those big numbers. I'd love that punk to call in with the expert, with Joe Zagaki did two weeks in August, which is not true. He may have done two weeks physically during the month of August, but the last one, and the last one ain't going to show up till the next trend, so good luck to you, Hank. You'll need it. Anybody that's that much of an asshole that would suggest that Joe Zagaki, Hank Goldberg got big numbers on QAM before there was anybody else getting any numbers on it. Anybody will tell you that. In addition to which, he don't need Joe Zagaki to get numbers. In fact, can you imagine the month they would have had without Joe Zagaki in a couple of those Marlin games in the afternoon? They might have had a 15 share in men. Schmuck. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's a radio expert. They're all ratings experts, and they don't like the tone of the show. And they, everybody's that's South Florida for you. That's why it's so pleasant here. It's sunny. It's 48 degrees. Can you believe that? I believe it. Going to be 68 this afternoon. Yesterday may have been the most perfect day I've ever seen in my life. It was sunny, about 72. There was a nice breeze. There was no humidity. I mean, it, you just walk out there and you feel invigorated, and everybody's got a smile on their face, and it's like. A throbbing, living and breathing place. And down there, the, like that one guy said, the ventum just comes spewing forth. <laughs> the ventum. You can smell it, man. You can feel it. Your, your hemorrhoids, your, your varicose veins start hopping all over the place. You're like, you're like you're just gonna croak from the, from the stress of the psychotic, angry people. You notice how it's even getting to me now. I'm starting to get a little whipped up into a frenzy. Just from taking one or two calls yesterday. Oh, and you actually have, uh, look at that. Yeah. This thing is working primo now, baby. Here's Lauderdale by the Sea. Hello. Neil Todd. Yes, sir. I bought Dolphin season tickets. 
What happened to him? I give up. What happened to him? He said he bought Dolphin season tickets. Right. He's still there. He's, he's back on hold somehow. Oh, don't tell me this thing is screwed up again. I uh, didn't touch anything. I wouldn't tell you that. Well, well, try it again. again. Are you still are you Neil, there? Yeah. I'm here. Okay. I said I bought season tickets this year just so I couldn't possibly hear Mo Howard on the radio anywhere. Really? I'd like to whip him like an Irish traveler does her kid. <laughs> how come I, they it's, how it's come, they, how come they got guys talking about Hank's numbers on there and they're not talking about his numbers? I don't know, but I'd like to know what they are. I'm sure they're pathetic and that squeaky geldy. God, I, I don't even go to the uh, listen to the lineups at the stadium because you have to hear his voice. He's doing a lineup announcing at the stadium? He's doing something at some PA. Did you hang up on it? No, I did. I never touched the thing. And the guy, well, I had my finger near the thing, but you don't think that could do it, do you? No, I think it's whenever. Yeah, there's something wrong because whenever I touch a call <laughs> over here. Let's hear it for Let's hear it for the engineering staff again at QAM, boys and girls. I we put somebody on hold through. over here, and it yeah. goes on hold over there. Like whatever call you're on, when I put any other call on hold, it puts your call on hold. Oh, brother, I'm going to tell you, our engineering staff, on a scale of zero, they're, they're like they owe points. They just owe points. They're in a minus column. Well, let's try one or two more, okay? Because the, now there was actually a pretty good guy, right? Plus, he was right. ripping the hell out of Mo, which we like that a lot, because you won't hear that on Mo's show. In fact, Mo got all bent out of shape because Geldy read some email from some woman in Plantation, obviously a very astute woman, who understands that he's still a Jets fan, or at least that's what she was claiming, and he was like all wounded about that. You see, you can't have thin skin. It's one thing to have varicose veins. You know, when you get to be in your 80s, a lot of guys get those. But to have thin skin and to be doing a talk show, can't do it. One thing to be sitting there in the isolation of the broadcast booth. You know, and, and, and that Charles Elmore, man, what a hypocrite that guy is in Palm Beach. Ripping Mo behind his back off the, uh, you know, off the newspaper uh, columns, but in the newspaper sucking his ass. Hey, Charlie, make up your mind up there in Palm Beach, okay? I get all the reports. I may be up here in Toronto, but I get all the reports. I got my conduits. See, and I don't, I don't even know what to make of this thing now. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. George's show is, is much more entertaining. I wish you would go back on the air because, uh, you know, he, he talked to his audience. It's a chronic. Wouldn't oh, it's a chronic. Alone the whole summer. Mr. <laughs> Contrary. That's the Iron Chef. Q I M. Hello. Hey, Neil, uh, President Bush has got to be the stupidest man in the world because he always sounds like he's reading. He never speaks from his heart. He is the dumbest sack of Okay, thank you. <laughs> we got three great calls to start. See, oh. we jumped to uh, rush to judgment yesterday. And actually, those last two, they stayed on there until uh, they went away. Well, as long as Carlos doesn't touch anything. Well, don't touch anything, Carlos. Quit. Uh, you better teach him a little bit better. Don't <laughs> touch stuff in there because it's QAM. See, in a real radio station, you could touch stuff and it would work the way it's supposed to, the way you would anticipate. But our place, just uh, everything's a little touchy, okay? So don't touch. I'm learning. Don't touch. That's what Miguel always said. Look, but don't touch. That's what Tom Welling says. And you guys missed Smallville last night. Man, I'm telling you, there was so much blowing in the first five minutes of that show. Even Peter North, who, by the way, Peter North is Canadian. Oh! We discovered that this morning on a website I was checking out. Because I was looking up Joe Schuster and the other guy that created Superman. Canadian boys, eh? And there was a lot of blowing from those tornadoes in the beginning. Air, just noise and blowing and gnashing and uh, just incredible. And then the previews for next week's Smallville, you better not miss that. In fact, that's going to be our poll today about Smallville. I haven't even got to yesterday's poll result. I'm getting way behind today, so for the honor of taking these great calls. That one Dipschmidt that called, uh, I thought he's always ripping you, that guy. He's always ripping me, that guy. He's just Mr. Contrary. Whoever's on the air, he's going to argue and uh, hate them. I see. Like I said, sickos and suck holes, and basically that's it, 98%. All of that last farts are there. He was pretty good. And the first guy was great, except he got cut off twice because uh, Carlos keeps touching him. Don't touch him, okay? Talk to him. Just don't touch him. 
that's like going to be difficult. The exception will be in Todd Drex's case. When he comes in, don't talk to him. Touch him like with a baseball bat would be good. Maybe with a crowbar. Hey, Todd. Pick it up where you idiot. Little Quisling. Has he been in there yet with his copy? No. He's probably still back there muttering. Hey, talk to Petey Lenny, okay? In fact, what, what we'll do is we'll have Petey come in and talk on the air, tell him uh, everything that he said. Yeah, how come this guy's been doing his spot for a long? How come he can't do it? It's not my job, asshole. Plus, you don't give us any information in the first place. You've heard about this and you've heard about that. The same old tired format with all your spots, Todd. They suck. And the reason they've heard about it so many times is because you won't change the copy. You won't give us a damn piece of information. We're, we're supposed to make chopped liver out of dog crap, okay? God, can't stand that Todd Drek. By the way, thanks to my sweet friend Lynn Samuels. For uh, putting us as a link on her website at lynnsamuels.com. Wasn't that nice? That was uh, pretty sweet. Very nice. Thanks, Lynn. She's the best. 913 at 560 WQAM. With your busy lifestyle, you need all the help you can to feel healthy, especially in that godforsaken place, not just from the climate, but from all the sour, nasty people. Uh -huh. Man, oleum that can't hurt, it can only help. It can only make you feel better because it contains lots of good stuff in there. Pharmaceutical-grade olive oil is one thing you'll find in there, along with vitamins and minerals and herbals to promote health for your heart. There's one product specifically designed to lower your blood pressure, one for your cholesterol and for your prostate. They have one for your uh, circulatory system, your digestive endocrine system, your skin and bones. There's even a product for your mind, and believe me, start popping that all over South Florida. It's a soft gel capsule. Just pop it in your puss, and in no time at all, it'll start taking effect. And, of course, they make separate products for men and women as well. If you want to pick some up, it's available in stores all over South Florida. More and more people are popping it every day, and Oleomed, too. You can find it at Whole Food Markets, Walgreens, Sedano's, and Navarro Pharmacy. I think next Tuesday night, a lot of people are going to be popping it during Smallville. When uh, Clark gets emotional, when he gets whipped up into a frenzy, he starts like... Squirt, squirt. That that's what was the promo for next week. A lot of flesh. For more information, you call Ole, uh, Oleomed. See what they think about Smallville. Call toll-free 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-OLEOMED, and you can also order their products online if you like at oleomedamerica.com. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. We had solved that problem for the next 10 years. After Stan Humphreys uh, couldn't play anymore because of the uh, concussions, that put us in a position where it was it was tough, and... Uh, uh, for each coach to think that he would be the one to to turn this kid around, and and uh, it, they couldn't, and it, so it's a uh, it's something that you know that I know it hurt a lot of coaches, and uh, and uh, they paid a lot of money for this guy, the Spanos. So it was uh, you know I feel bad for a lot of people in that. We will return to regular programming momentarily on WQAM.com. Until then, here's the best of Sports Radio 560 QAM as Bobby Bethard joined the Hammer Hank Goldberg on Monday, August 5th. Bobby Bethard is with us. And, uh, Bobby, this is the 30th anniversary of the undefeated team. You were certainly uh, a part of that. And as you look back on it, we were talking with Edwin Pope earlier in the show who went into the writer's wing of the Hall of Fame last week. Yes, I know. And uh, another Keep Gain resident. Yep. And, uh, and Bobby, when you think back on, uh, on that team, uh, Edwin was saying that one of the, one thing that's, that strikes him about it is that, um, we may have seen the last of those guys to go into the hall unless Kuchenberg gets in. Mm -hmm. And Nick is the only defensive player to go in. Mm -hmm. Um, are there other guys you think who are being overlooked from that club? Oh yeah, I think uh offense I think Cooch should be one. I think uh on defense, you know, it, it uh, uh Norm Evans was by here 2 weeks ago. 
and we spent some time together just talking about that team. And uh, when you measure it by today's standards and height, I mean weight, height, weight, speed, it doesn't measure up. But it was probably all the time I've been in the NFL. It's probably the closest I've ever seen to what team means. Those guys uh, with Arnsbarger and Schul and Howard and all those guys coaching, it was a team probably made fewer mistakes than any team I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. And they. Uh, so individually, when you look the way Manny Fernandez played then, oh man, he was he was great. Dick Anderson was great. They had uh, Jake was a, a great. They had so many good players, but I don't know if anyone alone uh, would get the recognition um, to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, I'm not saying that's right, but I think it was more of a the team should have been put in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, that no-name defense was was called that because everybody contributed and nobody really stood out. When I say that, that doesn't mean they couldn't play. They just right. they just all played well together. Yeah, Bob Matheson. I mean, you go up and down the the, the, the list of players over there, and they did. Happy Farms. Gordon Lightfoot. He's more popular than ever. I didn't know that. Well. Now you do. And now Gordon Lightfoot boards the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald and steers a course for disaster in his new tribute album, Gordon Lightfoot Sinks Led Zeppelin. Been dazed and confused for so long it's not true. Wanted a woman never bargained for you. Dazed and confused, Gordon Lightfoot renders his version of Led Zeppelin's immigrant song. We come from the land of the ice and the snow, from the midnight sun where the hot springs blow. Gordon Lightfoot sinks Led Zeppelin. It's a whole lot of stuff like this. Hey, hey, mama, said the way that you move, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. It's the compact disc that's lower than the bottom of Lake Superior. There's a lady who's sure all the glitters is gold, and she's buying a stairway to heaven. If there's a bustle in your CD player, don't be alarmed now. It's just Gordon Lightfoot sinks Led Zeppelin. It's 918. Well, that thing sure ended abrupt, didn't it? So do you remember that song now? No. That's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. They've read, uh... Never heard it in my about. life. I told you I never wow. heard it, and I still ain't never heard it. Anyway, he's Canadian, eh? And he ain't doing all that great. So speaking of Peter Norris. Squirt, squirt. Now, this call that you say is like uh, he got cut off. That was everybody who was That's on the there. Guy you were talking to. The are you back time. again? Neil God, I'm here. Okay. Let, let, you know something? We could kill the whole show with you uh, you and me today. We can just keep cutting you off, and then you can call back again. I think Carlos might be a mole for Mo. That's why he cut me off. I don't know. Could be. He could be. Hey, um, but anyway, what I was saying, yeah, Geldy does He said, he said Mo's got a nice back. Right, Harry. Yeah. Bob. Um, <laughs> anyway, what hey, I was listen, saying. Hey, listen, if you people are going to take advantage of this phone call thing just to take cheap shots at Mo, go ahead. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Anyway, all he talks about is how he goes and eats at a restaurant and does this and that. I think he just does it, grubs it up for the free food in the morning or something. Yeah. He, he, well, I that's one thing we sure don't believe in is getting free meals on this show. No, well, you guys deserve it. You work hard. We pay for it. All he does is come and bump Zimfer out and, and blow the whole chemistry. I keep watching the QAM booth at the stadium to watch Manage finally throw him out one day. You know, uh, rumor has it that, in fact, he was talking this morning about the ratings for the Dolphin game in town were so gigantic on TV, and that it would indicate to me that nobody was listening to it on the radio. They all were watching it on TV. Yeah, I mean, you can't stand him. You can tell that Manage is sour because he goes down to the locker room, does his two interviews, and then pieces out. And all Mo wants to do is talk about last week about how the Jets are reeling and, and – uh, 
Um, Mandich says, look, I really don't care about the Jets. That's their problem. Let's talk about the Dolphins' win and basically just shut them up. <laughs> okay, have a great day, sir, and Mo, thanks you very much for all the publicity. There's a guy that spent like uh, three different segments of the same call and rip Mo every time. You know what I'm saying? Nice going, sir. I mean, don't do it again. But I'm enjoying the calls. You know what? Yeah, so far. So far? No, seriously. I think, uh, I don't know. It's good to have him working like Duff. Thank God Duff came back. I mean, Clarence is okay. He's a little, uh, you know, he's growing into it. But Duff is like uh, almost a real man. Well, and uh, he's, you know, he's got his thumb on it. He said, you know, just in case we need it, it should be, should be working. And it's almost working the way it should. I mean, you know, if, if Carlos will stop dicking around with stuff in there, these people can get on here and uh, say their piece. 903 votes in our pool yesterday. What should the punishment be for that bitch, Madeline uh, Gorman Toogood, the Indiana woman, that uh, Irish uh, tinkerer caught beating her little girl on tape? Burn the bitch at the stake on national TV. 323 votes. That's almost 36%. Oh. Said burn the bloody bitch on TV and get a 99 share. In fact, you know something? Do it on the Donahue show. Okay. Because it would certainly it would piss him off because he's against capital punishment. But secondly, he probably would say, "Well, in this case, I'll make an exception because it'll give me some numbers." And when you got like a, a point one share, like old Donahue's got, you need anything, boy. He is just—I feel so bad. You know, it's it's like if they tried to bring Joe Pine back. He's been dead for like forty years. And Phil, I hate to break the news to you, but probation only for the bitch. One hundred and what is it? One hundred ninety-four. That's twenty-one and a half percent. Probation and loss of custody of her children, 149, 16.5%. One year in jail, 88. No punishment, spare the rod and spoil the child, 78. And three years in jail, 71. This is my story of the day, okay, before we take several more great calls. I'm enjoying the calls a lot. I know that comes as an amazement. And you want to know why? Because they sound good. They sound clear and I can hear them. Don't have to reach down there on the floor and grab that headset. I think we're getting there. I think in about 20 years we'll have this thing technically figured out, and maybe you can even get the station on the air. Prosecutor says Miami beat toddler to death because she ate his breakfast sausages. You familiar with this story? Yeah. She ate his breakfast sausages. That would do it. A prosecutor told a jury yesterday that a man fatally beat his girlfriend's two-year-old daughter for eating his breakfast sausages. Juvon Pickett, 22. I'd sure like to see Juvon is charged with first-degree murder and child abuse in the September 5th, 98 beating of Ashley Smithson, who was taken off life support a month later. In her opening statements yesterday before Date Circuit Judge Manuel Crespo, Prosecutor Sally Weintraub said Pickett, then 18, didn't call police until hours after the beating. Ashley Smithson is dead because this defendant punched, shook, battered, and injured this child to such an extent that this almost three-year-old baby never regained consciousness, Weintraub said. Prosecutors will present Pickett's tape confession to police, as well as the testimony of Pekinthia Bradley, 27, the girl's mother. What kind of a name is that? Am I saying that wrong? I don't know. P-E-C-Y-N-T-H-I, Pacynthia? Whatever. Hey, Pacynthia, how you be doing, Pacynthia? Bradley pleaded guilty to manslaughter last year for a role in the beating and was sentenced to 11 years in prison. The first-degree murder charge against her was dropped in the plea deal. Pickett's lawyer said Bradley was solely responsible for Ashley's death. She took advantage of a teenager who had an IQ of about 50 and the emotional development of a 7- or 8-year-old and convinced him he had to be a man and had to take the blame, Assistant Public Defender Talitha Leacock told the jury. Hey, Talitha! Leacock said the confession Pickett gave police was a false story given at Bradley's urging. She said Pickett went to the store after they ran out of sausages, and when he came back, he found Ashley injured on the floor with Bradley in a cold stare. Pickett would be sentenced to life in prison if convicted. He ran. At least he went back to the store to get more sausages, you know. 
That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Forced sterilization. And I just, I, I think I know where we start, too, you know, and I don't want to get, like, too ethnic here early in the morning. Especially after we had that real good call from that one sportser there. See, if we didn't let him get born, then we wouldn't have had that call. So it's a tough call, isn't it? But in this one case, we'll make an exception. Here's our poll for today, boys and girls, before we get into heavy duty into our bedtime stories and maybe a couple of more phone calls, maybe 40 or 50 more. And then, of course, the new to one comedy bits. Yeah, see, I'm starting to, like, uh, feel better now. Now that stuff is starting to work. I realize we've been, like, hamstrung by the fact that everything is, like, up in the air. We can do basically what our engineering department allows us to do. And our sales department, those those are the two evil areas. You can pick on Mo all you want. You know, he's just a doddering old man trying to do the best he can, you know. He's a humorless, silly old man with bad varicose veins and a lot of pain. But, I mean, engineering and uh, sales, thats those are the evil... The evil twins, the axis of evil at QAM, the evil doers, you'll find in our engineering and sales departments, not necessarily in that order. Here's our poll question today. What's your take on the TV show Smallville? Now, there, some people say, well, that's not a very important poll. You know something? Guess what? It's a goddamn important poll. And, of course, the fact that George and Carlos both missed it. I bet you about Miguel saw it last night. Want to bet? I don't know. Is he there? No. Well, he's around somewhere. I bet you, I guarantee Miguel saw it. Anybody with a sense of urgency understanding that after last year's climactic ending episode, that this is the begin, the first episode of the year, picking up all these loose pieces, most of which were flying around in the tornado, and there's poor John Schneider lying in a cave with that nanny, with that reporter, and there's Lex Luthor with Daddy lying under that thing, and now Dad can't uh, is blind and uh, all this other stuff. And Lana's sitting there, and she's like, I, I think there's more to you, Clark, than you can see. And he stands up and says, no. And he says, uh, all you see, what you see is what you get. And we didn't see it. <laughs> Regis saw it, though. He said something about, what did he say, zucchini? <laughs> Here's the poll question. Get, get with it. Get with it, okay? See, this whole thing with the phones yesterday and today is kind of like backing me up. What's your take on the TV show Smallville? Don't watch it. I hated it. It blows. It's okay. I love it. Lana flicks my bick, or Tom Welling is God. Which one do you think I'm voting for? I-26 at 560 WQAM. Is there still anybody out there who's not playing at VIPSportsbook.com? I feel bad for you. Because we've got to tell you, you're missing out on a really great sportsbook if you're not with them. You hear a lot of ads these days, but you need to do some research before you plunk down your hard-earned cash at some unstable third-world sportsbook. Let me help you out. VIPSportsbook.com is the only book to be unanimously endorsed by the industry watchdogs. They're Dutch-based. Hallelujah and one of the first online sports books in the universe. So if you want to go on a roll of a lifetime, and if you get lucky, you want to be with the best sports book going if it happens for you, and that's VIPSportsbook.com. The football season is in full force right now. The Patriots are 3-0, and oh! and you need to be with the best, VIPSportsbook.com. Oh, the Dolphins are 3-0, and too? Wait till they play a real team like the Sunday. So open an account online and get a 15% cash sign-up bonus, too. Did I mention they got the highest parlay odds you'll find anywhere up to 2001? Well, they do. So get over to VIPSportsbook.com and play the book with class. Call 1-866-VIP-BETS. That's a tool-free call. 1-866-VIP-BETS. Go to VIPSportsbook.com online and get that 15% cash bonus. VIPSportsbook.com, where you be the VIP. Sports Radio 560. QAM. You're gay. Yo, where's my men's help? I cannot find my men's help magazine. Yo, yo, check. Do you remember when I was up on stage with Elton John? I do. I remember he had the cutest little outfit on. Have to say he had a nice suit. 
32 at 560. Did you see this piece of copy you just faxed me that Todd directly gave? Did you, he personally hand this to you? Yes. You should have slapped him in the face. Do you want, do you want to hear the first sentence in this piece of copy? Alright. You've been hearing way. about, you've been hearing about, I got news for you. When I come back to town, which isn't that far off, I'm not doing any more his spots. I'm saying goodbye to Todd Direct. That, that's going to be my New Year's resolution for the New Year, whether it's the Jewish New Year, the Hindu New Year, or the upcoming, uh, Goyesha New Year. I'm just, I'm not doing any more of his spots. He's an idiot. You're an idiot, Todd, okay? You're a lazy, bum-forking idiot. All you do is change a few words around. You keep asking the same stupid thing. You just won't do it. You can't do it. I don't think he's got it in him. I think he's going to elope with a Culligan man is what I think. Yes. Todd Dreck. Talk about truth and packaging. Now, let's see. we got two votes on there. Now, you also voted for that? Uh, it's up. You voted Tom Welling is God? No. George says Tom Welling. Well, there's only two of us who could have voted as me and you. There, now I voted. I don't see it. George said Tom Welling is they God. Reload. I think George is trying to tell us something, There's boys and girls. Five votes on there. And by the way, happy suckers and Joe Zagaki still blows in spite of what that ass sucker said to Mo this morning about Hank's numbers. And I got real good news for you. Bush lowers threat. Did you even know about this? Seems to me like you're out of touch today. About what, the threat warning? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Bush lowers threat alert from orange to yellow. All right. So everybody stand down a little bit, okay? Not all the way to the bottom step, but stand out a couple of steps. If you've been on high alert, if you've been really high the last uh, couple of weeks since 9-11, you can, like, uh, knock it down a couple of notches now. Does that mean that we should eavesdrop less on people with doilies on their heads? Oh, look at this article somebody just faxed me from Common uh, Dream from, uh, what is this? Yeah, a lot of good Common stuff Dreams on Common Dreams News Center. U.S. should concede defeat in the war on drugs. Well, just relax, okay? Don't overwhelm me with stuff because I got my own pile here, man. I'll never get to like any part of it. And you're sending me all this priest stuff. This priest did this, which I had the uh, good one there, the the first one. And this priest did it. Just ease off on the priest a little bit, okay? Will you cut the old father a little bit of slack? No. Just just like Mo this morning. They're, now first, right out of the box, they're ripping Mo an ass. See, they're just trying to ingratiate themselves with me, although the guy had excellent points. And they're ripping Mo an ass, that poor old feeble guy. I think there's something wrong with our poll, if you ask me. Or maybe they, oh, now, look at now, what just happened there. Ten hey. people don't watch Smallville, which I find grotesque. Five people love it. Four said it's okay. Three said Tom Welling is God. George is one of those. Lana flicks my big two, and I hated it blows one. Oh, that I must have been Mo. I voted for Lana. What? I voted for Lana. She's okay. And the, the cranky. Now, you know something? Even you would have to admit, I know yeah, you, you don't want to do it, that he's a lot prettier than she is. I wouldn't say that. I'd say he's pretty. 
Yeah. <laughs> she's okay. She's not great, believe me. She ain't I, no Britney. Like she ain't it. in that category. Like she's cute. She's, she's cute. cute. She's got a but look. She, she's cute. But like to quote some famous attorney whose show is over now, I guess, for the morning. Oh, that's right. He don't start till October 1, the Norm Kent show, which we're going to promote heavily because we're in partnership with him now, even though he's on another station because he'll promote my show. But at any rate, uh, he said that he met him out there. Remember that? In, uh, in right. uh, B.C. somewhere in Vancouver. They were smoking a, a little number together. He called, by the way, during the last break. Who did? Norm. For what? To say that he missed Smallville, so he wants you to go into great detail about what happened. About uh, what it looks like? I haven't yeah. seen it, okay? I haven't seen it. I haven't. In fact, Lana, that's what she's saying. She's saying, I think there's something more than meets the eye, okay? Rhymes with fly. And he said, no, what you see is what you get. In other words, there's nothing there. He's an old smoothie. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't have a penis, Superman, you know? Because when you got to wear those tights later on, which he hasn't got them on yet, but on this episode, he found out he can fly. He, not for sure, but when he was uh, saving her out of that red pickup truck and Janet Reno was laying prone in the back, and he said to Daddy, after he saved Daddy's life, John Schneider, who looks like he's aged 50 years, by the way, in the off-season, but uh, he says, oh, yeah, he says, I, this amazing thing happened. I realized that I felt like I was flying. He was flying. He was like floating and flying. So when he has to start putting on those Superman tights, he don't want to have nothing down there protruding and interfering. But the promo for next week. Don't miss next week, Norma, okay? Norma, who said that Tom Welling is gorgeous. Did he also tell you how he's uh, coming on your contract, by the way, Norma? No, he talked to uh, Carlos. He said he was hysterical that he missed that he missed Smallville. Yeah, uh, well, you guys, you guys that miss Smallville suck, okay? By the way, Miguel called, and he also missed Smallville. He says his cable was out, though. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got an excuse. See, I got my priorities in order, all right? I got my uh, things straightened out. 47 votes on there already. I don't watch it. 22, it's okay. 8, Lana flicks my big 6. I love it. 6, Tom Mulling is gone. 3, I hate it. It blows 2. That's a Mo and Guilty, because whatever Mo says, Guilty will agree with him. Hey, let's hear some hockey talk on that show, huh? No. We still got a hockey team of sorts. In fact, even up here on one of the sports channels this morning, I was channel surfing, there was Mike Keenan, and they were saying, well, you know, the Panthers. Yeah, right. Likely story. But nevertheless, you won't hear about it down there, because you got a sourpuss on there. One-dimensional, Mr. Football, man, bop, 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 beep, beep, and a little bit of NBA, too, because of that Celtic crap, you know. And anybody that knocks Johnny Most, as far as I'm concerned, needs to be have a lobotomy. Anybody would knock Johnny Most. See, all that crap about homers, that was all the New York thing, because they had three baseball teams in the same market. So that's the reason why Vince Scully, who's boring as uh, dog crap, by the way, Vince Scully played it very down the road, and Mel Allen and Red Barber. And you could tell by the inflection in their voice, they were a little more a little more for the home team, but they had to play it down the road. Now, Russ Hodges never did that with the Giants. Am I right, George? Who? The Bush administration lowered the nationwide terrorist threat index today based upon intelligence assessments indicating the danger of attack has diminished in the two weeks since the anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. But, but! The administration cautioned that the public should remain vigilant and said that attacks by al-Qaeda or other groups remain a possibility. They said there continues to be a significant risk of attacks coded yellow in the color system introduced in March, representing the mid-range of the five-stage alert index. So uh, stand on the middle step on that ladder that you're on, you know, about, when you go to the high here? rung there. For we get, well, if we get to the red, just jump to the very top step and then jump off. Attorney General John D. Ascroft and Homeland Security Director Tom Rigid Raised the threat level to orange, satisfying a, signifying a high risk of attack. Well, we know it. We know all that. See, where's this from? Washington Post. We know all of that stuff, okay? We don't need all the background stuff. We want to know where we are right now, and the uh, word is yellow. Kind of like Chinese, yellow, which George don't like the Chinese. He's got to bug up his ass about Chinese just because they eat dogs. Not just. Hey, look at Todd Dreck. Look what he eats. Huh? That's the rumor I'm hearing. And look at Dwight Lauderdale. He eats ass. 
Boy, oh boy, look at all the stuff you just faxed me here. I don't I know. I'm lots not, uh, of it. Huh? Lots of it. Boy, I just decide tons, it was good. tons of crap here. Bush optimistic about the economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's optimistic about his economy. Rumor has it that they're doing pretty well. Infamous mom gets visiting rights. That bitch caught on video beating her four-year-old daughter in a parking lot will be able to visit the child once or twice a week while the girl is in temporary foster care. Her attorney said, Madeline Gorman, not too good, was scheduled to meet with her daughter Martha at a safe house for about 90 minutes yesterday. However, too good and her husband were turned away yesterday from the Indiana safe house where Martha's being cared for temporarily after officials there said the girl, little girl's got the flu. That's what they said. The visit will be rescheduled for today or tomorrow. Charles Smith, director of the St. Joe County Office of Family and Children, said his agency tries to schedule such meetings quickly. We want to, as much as possible, retain the ties and connections to the families because our initial goal, if at all possible, is to re, uh, reunify them with the parents, he said. Two good 25 was arraigned on a felony charge of battery to a child. Innocent plea was entered on her behalf in hearing on Monday. They had some brought on last night on one of the head, uh, talking head shows, mentioned the point, and a good point, is that little kids heal up real fast from bruises and things like that? Yes, they do. So the idea that they had the doctor examine her and there was, like, no signs of beating or anything like that, that it means nothing because they heal up real quick. So I say fry the bloody bitch, and most people agree with me in our poll yesterday, to which we say right. fry the bitch. Set a good example, okay? It's one thing to, like, smack your kid a little bit, like you see in stores, kids out of control. Give them a little smack once in a while. But the whipping and beating and flailing and carrying on and looking around just to make sure nobody was watching and, like, taking a deep breath and then starting in again. Irish traveler, my fat ass, okay? You're tinkering with life, bitch. And what's, what's that group called that she's with? The, um... Oh, her, her clan, her particular clan? Yeah, I forget. Well, the Georgia boys are the other ones. The Georgia Goyam? Something like that. Oh, by the way, happy suckers. Before the show today, Carlos asked me, he says, what's a sucker? <laughs> Don't you remember that expression, a sucker's born every minute? And most of them buy spots from Todd Dreck. The Greenhorn you know, Carols. That's it. Greenhorn Carols, which they, uh, yeah, they, in fact, I understand the Hurricanes are playing them this weekend. They're like a junior high team from Indiana. The Hurricanes are playing them. Going to run up 400 points. Let's hear it oh. for the Coons. You know, there's never been a better time to purchase a new home or re refinance your existing home, but I guess you know that by now. How about this rate? 3.95%. Sounds too good to be true, but it's right. Call Financial Group because they can offer you an unprecedented 3.95% by picking up the phone and calling them right now. 1-800-940-LEND. 1-800-940-5363. The money you're going to save is incredible. Just like Todd Dreck. He's incredible. He's an asshole. Think about it. You can get a $100,000 loan for only 450 bucks a month or a $200,000 loan for just 950 bucks a month. The process is simple and you'll save yourself thousands of dollars this year and every year. So pick up the phone and call our good paisans, our pals at Financial Group. Say hi, Pally, at 1-800-940-LEND. There's never been a better time to get yourself a low interest rate. Call Financial Group and you'll be on your way to big, fat savings. Speaking of Pally, Financial Group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply and rates are subject to change. So call right now, toll free, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. Know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Something to hide that nowadays manipulated minds would screaming hey, 
Who's been really great? You won't believe this, but who's been really sensational on the whole Iraq business, and who's been amazingly dovish, and that's Pat Buchanan. No kidding. That's a good show. Press and Buchanan on MSNBC, two to four every afternoon. By the way, for those of you who want to see a talking head show, that's pretty uh, interesting. Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know what happened to him, Mr. Uh, Mello. Maybe Rick Riley talked him into it or something. I don't know. A pig report. Pines. Uh, where is this? Pembroke Pines Pig Report, Johnson Street and Ninety um, Third Avenue. They're doing it. Well, we're getting pig reports again. You have the feeling we're making contact with the audience again now that we took a couple of calls. But I noticed Carlos put somebody on hold. Tell him goodbye. <clears throat> we don't have time for that today. You know, we took our little quota calls there early, and then we'll move on. Because we got a noon. We got that noon to one thing. What is this? Priest placed on restrictions after alleged indecent exposure. A Roman Catholic priest living in Anoka. Where's that? No has been placed on restrictions by his superiors after he was cited for indecent exposure and disorderly conduct last week. Ed Gruy, 65, a member of the Crozier Religious Order, was cited by police after allegedly exposing himself in a male undercover police officer Friday afternoon at Pioneer Park in Blaine. I have no idea what state this is in, what publication Minnesota, this is I think. from. What is it? Minnesota, I think. Okay, well, Minnesota. We're going to have Jesse Ventura beat the crap out of this old father. I'll tell you that right now. Beat the snot out of him. Sopranos Grilling, Gauls, New Jersey Beauty. Now, what, what is the big sinus with this? Are they ever going to stop this crap, all these professional ethnics? No. A Miss America pageant judge was wrong to ask Miss New Jersey about her views on the Sopranos, the contestant in some Italian-American groups be seen. All very uptight, all psychotic. The judge asked Alicia Renee Luciano what she thought about the show. Was that Luciano, which would be the right way to say it in Italiano? See, I know a couple of words, not too many. They asked Alicia Renee what she thought about the show during interview segment of Saturday Night's Pageant in Atlantic City. The HBO drama focuses on fictional mob boss Tony Soprano as he juggles organized crime and his family life in suburban Jersey. The show has been criticized for reinforcing Italian-American stereotypes, which we don't do on this show. I'll tell you that. The Italian people are wonderful people. And they make a great pasta and they make a pretty good little pizza, too, as a matter of fact, in those uh, wood-burning ovens and those brick ovens. Right. And don't forget, speaking of pizza, Pizza Loft, new location, opens next Monday the 30th out there in Plantation. Luciano 19 answered that people shouldn't take television so seriously and that good parenting should offset violence on TV. It was a question I didn't think they would ask of anyone other than someone with my background, she told the Daily Record of Parsippany for Tuesday's edition. The Byram residents believed to be the first Italian-American to represent New Jersey in the pageant. I wasn't expecting that, Luciano said. Everyone else was getting questions about how they felt about performance, dance, and the arts. 
Several Italian-American groups agreed, calling the question insensitive and insulting. Miss America officials did not immediately return a message left at their office yesterday. I don't think it was appropriate, said Anthony Marcy, vice president of the North Jersey chapter of Fiery, a group of students and young adults that celebrates Italian culture. F-I-E-R-R-Y. F-I-E-R-Y. How do you say that? Fiery? Whatever. Fairy? New Jersey chapter of Fairy. It's a television show that should be taken with a grain of salt, he said, but at the same time, Italian-Americans should be cognizant that it adds to the stereotypes in this country. Despite some changes in the pageant, including the addition of the 16-question multiple-choice quiz for the five finalists, and Wayne Brady is the first black ever to MC Miss America, viewership was down. It was down, baby. Nielsen Media Research reports only some 1,200 people bothered to England to see the crowning of Erica Harold as Miss America 2003. That's the fewest in pageant history and down 1.6 million from last year. That'll teach them to take Burt Parks off that show, even if he is dead. At the same time, though, the show did draw more viewers than any other primetime program Saturday night. So it beat the competition, but the audience was way down. And that's because they're picking on those great Italian-Americans, those Sicilians. They addressed that on the show, by the way. What? The stereotype. They have other Where Italians. Where did they send it? Oh. They addressed it? Yes, and stamped it. Barcelona? Chief. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Nothing. They uh, they were taught. They had other Italian Americans pointing to them and pointing them out and saying, "You people, you're the ones responsible for this uh, negative stereotype that we have." That kind of thing. What does what does that mean? In in the show. Well, let me tell, let me say it. Let me make it very simple. Okay, I know my Italian. I've been around the block a few times in Italy, and I also been in New York. There's Guidos and there's real Italians. I've told you that for years. Okay, the people at UC, in fact, the Sopranos thing. That's why I don't like that show. Those are Guidos. I'm not right. interested in Guidos. That's I want to see comic. like the Godfather. The guy with no Guidos in the Godfather. Even Eli Wallach, as bad as his acting was in Godfather Three, and it was an abortion. Even as bad. Man, I thought maybe we could reason together. He he should have been shot right there on the spot. Forget the cannolis, Connie. Just shoot his ass on the spot. But nevertheless, the, the uh, people depicted on that movie, in those three movies, they were all like real Italians, except, of course, for George Hamilton, who shouldn't have been there in the first place. <laughs> and except, of course, for, for uh, Tom uh, Hagen, who was in uh, Kraut Mick, uh, whatever he was. But other than that, they were like real Italians. They were Siciliani. They weren't a bunch of, like, guidos with that pursuit and all that crap, okay? If you want to see a bunch of guidos, go see my friends at Doris Market and look, see some of their customers, okay? Some of those New York guidos who go in there. Give me a half a pound of pursuit. I'll give you a pursuit, okay? How are they doing over at Doris Market, by the way? See, I'm out of touch. But So there's like Sicilians, there's there's mobsters, there's people who are connected, and there's people who are disconnected. And there's people who should be like most of the callers, disconnected. You got it? Got it. That's it. That's all you need to know. I mean, you got your garden variety like Italians, the people like Joe Costello, who don't even know how to pronounce his name right, which you always say Joe Castello because it's spelled with an A. It's right. not Castello. It's not how you pronounce his name. And don't tell me he pronounces it that way, because I can't be responsible if the guy just don't know how to pronounce his own name. It's not Joe Castello. In Italian, the A is always pronounced ah. Uh, I know. Ah. Ah. Like when I saw Tom Welling last night. Ah. Ah. I kept going like that. Got it? Got How's it. that poll coming on Smallville, by the way? 96 votes already. I don't watch it. 62. 64.5% of the audience don't watch it. Do you have any idea how that frosts my ass? I, I really don't care. I don't care if anybody else watches it. Although, you know something? See, most of the people who watch Smallville are like younger people. I, I mean, we Correct. don't got no young people listening to watch anymore, do we? No. No. They're all gone. They don't want to hear bedtime stories. They want to hear, hey, Tommy's a douchebag. Which is fine. Let him find it someplace else. Oh, and by the way, speaking of that, guess who had a really big trend? Let me give you a clue. Are you sure? Yeah. Bill. 
for the first time in like ages, he actually uh, made an impact there. I think he was number five in uh, men. Okay. Night, uh, like a five share, something like that. How do you like that? That's about time. Well, that's because you were on during the summer months and that, you were desperate you for some entertainment. Right. I don't watch it 62. It's okay, nine. I love it, nine. Lana flicks my bick, eight. Tom Welling is God, five. And I love it, or I hate it, it blows three. So they're all over the place. But at least we got them like uh, Smallville Intensive now. And by the way, Norma, you know, buy these amazing things. He's got 16 different TV sets. Buy this amazing thing called a VCR and tape the show, Dumbo. How could you miss Smallville? Of course, if he were up here, he'd see it again. It's on like Wednesday nights also. Remember I went through that thing last year when they were like out of sync? Son of Miami's top prosecutor avoids jail in pot case. The 18-year-old son of Dade County's top prosecutor accepted a deal to avoid jail after he was caught carrying marijuana when he tried to board a flight to Puerto Rico. That'll teach him to go see them Ricans. That's what George would say. A judge accepted Justin Robert Rundle's entry into a pre-trial diversion program Monday. The son of State Attorney Catherine Fernandez Rundle accepted the deal with Polk County prosecutors August 30th. You think that's where Polk Salad Annie came from, was Polk County? His mother decided not to handle his case because of a conflict of interest. Under the deal, the misdemeanor possession of marijuana charge against Rundle will be thrown out if he completes a rehab program that includes classes and community service. And by the way, I've got that next spot coming up there uh, right now, as a matter of fact. A ceramic pipe and three grams of marijuana was detected in Rundle's pocket after he was searched with a security wand at Miami International Airport prior to boarding American Airlines flight with his mother and aunt, August 15th, according to police records. Big stinking deal, okay? At least he didn't have cracking issue like uh, poor what's-her-name Noel, the last Noel. 9.56, and what do we do now? About what? Didn't you fax me a new copy here that Todd Dreck was bringing in? No. I guess switch it with something. Maybe, uh, you know. No, he, he ain't bringing you nothing. He's a piece of crap, okay? I, I hope that a gigantic Mack truck comes flying through that parking lot the minute he walks out there any time today and just turns him into like a, an ant, squashes him like a gnat. By now, I'm sure you've heard the incredible earning potential of a computer professional. Yes. And that the, the demand is bigger and better than ever for computer professionals. You've heard it because Todd Dreck don't want to give us any new copy. You've also heard us talk about the great people at Fast Train, so do yourself a favor and pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 866-FAST-TRAIN. You can complete your program, get certified in just four short months, and be on your way to a new higher-paying career. Not making the kind of money that Todd Reck is stealing out of QAM, but nevertheless making some serious cash. Fast Train has got four convenient locations in Dayton, Broward, including Pembroke Pines and the new one in Kendall. The other two, we have no clue because he just won't tell us. Fast Train has got convenient day, evening, and weekend classes to fit your schedule. They've got full-time job placement department with over 30 years' experience. By the way, Duff and uh, Clarence, you both got scammed. He lied to you last week, as usual. You both got scammed. Sucker, sucker. Don't delay. Pick up the phone and call our good friends at Fast Train toll-free. When you call, please tell them, get a different uh, AE to take the commission on this account than Todd Direct because he's killing them. Call 866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Or check them out on the web at fasttrain.com. Place to be from 5 to 7 is Treasure Island. It's our WQAM happy hour party with me, Miguel, Boca Brian, and Ugly Shot. We'll be there with two-for-one drinks, free admission, and lots of babes. Treasure Island is right off the Palmetto, north of the 122nd Street exit. A true gentleman's club where some of the most beautiful babes bear it all for you. Open daily at noon. You can enjoy a free buffet lunch until 3 and escape your hard day while being entertained by a gorgeous Treasure Island dancer. Every night, Treasure Island features a free midnight and breakfast buffet. But who's kidding who? The real reason you should come down to Treasure Island is the ladies. 
They get up close and personal with you and help release all your inhibitions. Treat yourself to a friction dance and unwind. Today promises to be a great party. You have to come down and join me and the whole crew and the hottest women you've ever seen at Treasure Island, located right off the Palmetto at 122nd Street. For more information, call 305-558-2221. That's 305-558-2221 or go to treasureislanddancers.com. Treasure Island, open daily from noon till 5 a.m. Come on down and enjoy yourself. And that's why I think the Jets will have a championship season. The Jets? And what did I tell you? You don't talk till I say you can talk. This is the beast. I said shut up, fatso. But you're like a father to me. You don't talk till I'm done talking. When I'm done talking, then you talk. Okay, I'll... Hey, beast, come here. What? Come here. I want you to meet a friend of mine, Mr. Golf Club. <laughs> why, I ought to... <laughs> I'm going to show you the business end of this thing. Come here. <laughs> Court sentences you to 20 years in Oz. What you info? I uh, tore the tag off my mattress. Uh, looks like we'll be uh, bunkmates. Uh, the name's Mo Howard David. Star of Stage Screen in Paradise. What's yours? Big old me coffee. Hmm, you got so tan. Right, thank you. Uh, hey, look at what you so powder and drill, uh, huh? I'm going to make you my woman. Hey, nobody will stop it. You God! 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 All right, shower time. You got ten minutes. Well, it's to be safe in here. Yo, bow tie. Yo, man. Get a load of our new Linda Blair over there. Ain't so pretty. Okay. Hey, don't embarrass me like that. Do you know who I am? Okay, man. Bend over and pick it up now. All right. But I expect a written apology on my test part. Now, brew, man. A bow tie? Yeah, I'll take the floor. The warden will see you now. Thanks. Well, Mr. David. Hello, warden. Oh, Jack. Jack Warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, warden. Yes? I keep getting raped. Oh, isn't that a shame? I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody. But now drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad. This is Oz. <laughs> Favors don't come cheap. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Let's rate Mo. Radio Big Shot. As now we pass the time away in the gay old jail of Oz. All right. 10 WQM. Happy Wednesday to you. Sun is shining. Man, it's just beautiful. Oh, that's right. You got the, all those storms around you there? Yeah. That's all right. It's on just the, muggy. One to the west and one to the east, and one is coming and one is going. And and guess what the good news is? CBS News finally wised up. Guess who Dan Rather had on last night to pontificate about the uh, hurricane, the coming one, and uh, the reforming one? Uh, our old friend, Dr. Neil Frank, they've been using. Good guy. Yeah, good guy. They've been using him lately. And I noticed that uh, Brian has kind of vanished into the woodwork, thank God. Not that Here's uh, one of our regular faxes who says, I miss Smallville, too. Does WB repeat it during the week? If you know, uh, I guess I can check the listings. guess you can check the listings because they repeat it. I think it's on Global or something here, like tonight, as a matter of fact. But you're not here. So at any rate, and I'm not going to watch it again. It was good, but not that good. But it would like tied up all these loose ends from last year, or so many of them. The good news is, though, of course, John Snyder, he's okay. He looks a little, none, none the better for wear. They say none the worse for wear. He looks a lot worse for wear. He looks about 90 years old. And Mommy, she's still got that little pinched nose, you know. Good old Mommy. And then the, the spaceship at the end of the show we see is laying in the middle of a, uh, the spaceship looks like it's about the size of your foot. It's the smallest damn spaceship I ever saw. Well, it was Have you for seen a that baby. Thing? It was for a baby. But, but it's gotten, it looks like it's gotten even smaller. 
at the end of the show, they just show it off in a field somewhere, and then there's this, like, this little little opening there, and this little tiny spaceship about the size of your thumb is sitting in there. So somebody's going to like come across that thing, and they're going to say, oh, Clark can't lift his thumb here or something like that. It looks like a thumb. U.K. sells bomb material to Iran, says the BBC today. How do you like that? Talk about, your, about a bunch of hypocrites. British officials have, have approved the export of key components needed to make nuclear weapons to Iran and other countries known to be developing such weapons. This couldn't be the same Tony Blair who made that impassioned speech yesterday in front of the uh, parliament. It's clear. Yeah, it's clear as mud is what it's clear. It's clear that you're full of crap, that you're a puppet. An investigation by BBC Radio 4 program file on 4 will disclose that the Department of Trade and Industry allowed a quantity of the metal, beryllium, to be sold to Iran last year. That metal is needed to make nuclear bombs. Britain has had an arms embargo to Iran since 1993 and signed up to an international protocol which bans the sale of beryllium to named countries, including Iran. Liberal Democrat foreign affairs spokesman Menzies Campbell, who's been alerted to the BBC program's material, is said to be extremely alarmed. You got it? Extremely got it. alarmed. Beryllium is a metal with a limited number of high-tech uses in civilian industry, but is mostly used in defense applications and is a vital component of a nuclear bomb. The program has also interviewed a leading nuclear weapons expert in the U.K. who says that the beryllium and other items which the DTI is licensed to Iran add up to a shopping list for a nuclear weapons program. The U.K. has had an arms embargo against Iran, but not a trade embargo. The program highlights the weakness in the U.K.'s new export control system, which was set up to stop the proliferation of nuclear weapons. It will reveal that Iranian pro procurement agents have been working in the U.K. to get sensitive material back to Iran, and that Pakistan has also been successful in procuring material for its nuclear program from the U.K. It is also likely to cause concern among Britain's allies, this says. President Bush named Iran, as we all know, as part of that axis of evil, accusing the Iranian regime of sponsoring terrorism. And yet our good close friends, the Brits, are peddling them all kinds of good stuff to help them make nukes. Man. Maureen Dowd says no more bratwurst. And that's bad, because I love my bratwurst. God. Don't you like Have you ever bratwurst had good bratwurst? Yes. I'll tell you, it is so damn good. I, I'd like to hop on a plane and go to uh, Cologne right now. Fly over to Amsterdam, get on the train, go down to Cologne in about two and a half hours. Right there by the train station. Right in the train station. And that train station in Cologne, man, you could spend a, a week there. They even got beautiful turlets, you know, like there's a pay thing you have to put in. Like it used to be um, whatever the hell the current, uh, two marks or whatever, a mark. And now you have to put in, I guess, one euro. And you go through there and they got like all these towel people and they got like beautiful, fancy. Wow. You could spend half a day hanging out at the toilets, cruising the uh, tea rooms. No more bratwurst, writes Maureen Dowd. Although, leave, leave your drill out there. Don't be drilling no glory holes there. And uh, you know, I get nervous about that. Aren't they pre-drilled over there? Yes. And the holes, too. Maureen says they rule their world ruthlessly and insolently, deciding who will get a cold shoulder, who will get locked out of the power click, and who will get withering glares until they grovel and obey the arbitrary dictates of the leaders. We could be talking about the middle school alpha girls, smug cheerleaders with names like Darcy, Brittany, and Whitney. But no, we're talking about the ostensibly mature and seasoned leaders of the Western world, a slender former cheerleader named W, and his high-hatting clique, Condi, Rummy, and Cheney. I used to think the Bushhawks suffered from testosterone poisoning, always throwing sharp elbows and cartoonishly chesty my way or the highway talk around the world when a less belligerent tone would be classier and more effective. 
But now we have the spectacle of the 70-year-old rummy acting like a 16-year-old Heather, vixen-slapping those lower in the global hierarchy, trying to dominate and silence the beta countries with less money and fewer designer weapons. At a meeting of NATO defense ministers this week in Warsaw, the Pentagon chief snubbed his German counterpart, Peter Struck, refusing to meet with him, only deigning to shake his hand at a cocktail party. He was on there this morning, Heinrich uh, Himmler uh, uh, Rumsfeld, denying this. Oh, well, he was busy doing this, and I, was busy, and he, I didn't shine anybody, he said. Full of crap. Echoing Condi's peevishness, Rummy announced that the campaign of Gerhard Schroeder, who eked out a victory by running against the Bush push to invade Iraq, had the effect of poisoning a relationship. In their eagerness to apply adolescent torture methods, Bush hawks seem to have forgotten history. Do we really want to punish the Germans for being pacifists? Once those guys get rolling in the other direction, they really don't, don't know how to put the brakes on. Good line. Mr. Schroeder behaved like a good beta, trying to align himself with the American alphas by dumping his embarrassing friends, the justice minister who linked Mr. Bush's tactics to Hitler's, and the parliamentary floor leader who compared W to Augustus, the Roman emperor who subdued the Germanic tribes. Mr. Struck and the German foreign minister, Yashka Fischer, were eager wannabes. Mr. Struck offered more German troops for Afghanistan, and Mr. Fischer apologized to Colin Powell, the administration's gamma girl, the careful listener who'd always rather build relationships than run roughshod over them. Gerhard will have to go through way of a, more of a shame spiral. He can forget about getting Germany a permanent seat on the U.N. Security Council and no more bratwurst on White House menus. The State Department wanted the petulant president to make nice with the Germans, but W. was like enjoying his hissy fit, refusing to make the customary call to congratulate Mr. Schroeder. As with Alpha Girls, the president makes leadership all about him. He thinks there are only two places to be, with him on Iraq or with the terrorists. After all, Germany is not Saudi Arabia. They have elections over there. And surely the Bushes have heard of candidates saying whatever it takes and placating various special interests to win an election and then mending the fences afterward. Three words, Bob Jones University. All polls know today adversary is tomorrow's ally. Maybe the Bush policy on empire and preemption allows us to decide not only who can run a country, but what are the proper issues for other nations' election debates. Bush Sr. was a master of personal diplomacy, taking heads of state out on a cigarette boat to Orioles games and to the Air and Space Museum to see the movie The Fly, To Fly, or The Fly. That would be a good one to see. I don't like him, by the way. What's his name, Ron Gold, uh, Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, he makes me sick. The good version of that was the first one of Vincent Price. Yes. Anyway, he was a uh, Bush Sr. was a foreign policy realist who used socializing, gossiping, notes and phone calls to lubricate relations with other leaders. But W., who was always the Roman candle and hatchet man in the family, has turned his father's good manners upside down, consulting sparingly, leaving poor Tony Blair to make the case against his foes for him, and treating policy disagreements as personal slights. Only the Saudis get away with disobliging the administration on Iraq without being frozen out. They're like the spoiled foreign princesses in high school, dripping in Dolce and Gabbana and Asprey, who drive their Mercedes convertibles into the magic alpha circle. But then Germans merely make Mercedes. Saudis control the oil. So writes uh, Maureen Dowd, today's New York Times. High school on Maureen. Not too many uh, tough words in there today either. I noticed that. Well, she's starting to think about me. 153 votes. What's your take on the TV show Smallville on the WB? On Warner Brothers, WB standing for world's best in case of that show. Pretty good show. Not the best show, but it's a pretty good show. Better than The Sopranos. Please. Here's... It is. Bigger, please. I don't watch it. 102. That's 65%. 65% of this audience, almost two-thirds, don't watch Smallville. <laughs> Lana flicks my big 13. I love it, 13. I hate it, it blows 12. It's okay, 11. And Tom Welling is God, 6. Because all the fags and the women are like uh, busy doing each other or doing something. Well, I guess not each other. They're doing something. 
We got the Mad Dog at 1 o'clock today, don't we? Let me take a look at that schedule. Oh, I see Dan LeBastard was on 7.30 this morning, and just as he was about to come on here, George flicked off that morning show, so I couldn't hear it. Thank you, by the way. No charge. Why would they put Dan LeBastard on here? And of course, why would people put Beano Cook on here? I guess to kill an hour. Kill those numbers. We don't want to overdo it. Humper don't want to overdo it now that Joe Zagecki built up his number. Jim Maddich at 1. Hank will be on at 3. 6.30, you got Marlins on deck. It's almost over, boys and girls. Just the final few days. Oh, get it over already. Marlins at the Spos at 7.05 in front of a gigantic crowd of at least 100. Eddie K after baseball, Joe and Mark, the Dirty Boys, overnight with Amberlynn and Ginger Lynn and Peter North and Joe South. Ought to be pretty damn good. New Balance of South Florida covers all your athletic and footwear needs. If you need new athletic shoes for cross-training, running, walking, weightlifting, cross-dressing, or any other activities you got going, New Balance of South Florida has got you covered. And, of course, like I always tell you about New Balance, unlike many of the shoe stores, when they say, you know, what size you wear, and they get a box off the shelf, they, they don't mess with that. They want to make sure they're giving you a perfect fit, which is why they measure it the old-fashioned way, just like Tom Welling with the big ones. They measure how long and wide it is before they fit you up and your foot, too. And they got every size under the sun. They got from infants all the way up to size 20. Can you imagine a size 20 shoe? No. Man. That's a boat. Good golly, Miss Molly. I bet you even Wilt the Stilt never had no size 20 shoe. New Balance of uh, South Florida's got style, sizes, and widths of shoes you can only find before in catalogs or by mail order. They're your one-stop shop. So make a run to New Balance of South Florida. You'll find them in three locations now and a fourth one coming up soon. They're in the Aventura Mall, Pinecrest, Boca Town Center, and coming in November to their great new location in Palm Beach Gardens. If your feet could thank you, they would for schlepping them over to New Balance Shoes. My, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. And beat that gator meat. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. We take a good, hard, stiff look into stardom. Bananarama. Here in America, they had nothing more than a minor impact with their songs Cruel Summer and Venus. But in Britain, they had 23 top 40 singles and were named the most successful all-girl group in history. Which leads to a very important question. What the hell is up with Britain? Look, look, I'd really rather not talk about it. After a Sun reporter broke a two-decade silence about the dirty facts England was hoping to keep buried, British ambassador to the UN, Nigel Clinchworthy, made this statement. Vis-a-vis Bananarama, we're ashamed. We're embarrassed. Can you not just leave us in peace? Inside the behind took to the streets of England to find out how this smarty-pants, oh, we're so much better than new country, could be so filled with clueless losers who have no taste in music. Excuse me, excuse me. Can you talk to us about how you people thought so highly of Bananarama? No. Oh, I'm a bit nice. No, darling. I want to talk to them. Please, tell everyone we're not all this way. I'm quite fond of the Bengals, really. But when our camera crew went to a London pub... Things got ugly. Excuse me, gentlemen. Care to apologize for Bananarama? Sure, mate. Soon as you apologize for Christopher Cross. Oh, God. You mean sailing country away? Yeah. Okay, now, now, hang on, guys. Hang on. <laughs> well, you have to admit, Christopher Cross has left us with a lot to answer for. Oh, God. It's a big... Juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight on Inside the Behind. Okay, George likes it. 1019 at 560 WQM. Join what? George and Miguel and Boca Brian and Carlos tonight, 5 to 7 at Treasure Island. 
at the uh, oh, that's right, it's Wednesday. See, I don't know. Yes. Every day to me, they just all run into each other. Located just off the Palmetto, just north of the 122nd Street exit, stop by for our usual very low-budget QAM prizes, but also get two-for-one drinks. That's tonight at Treasure Island with Miguel and George and Boca Brian and Carlos, so there won't be too much left over for the rest of you guys, but hop in there anyway. Oh, I guess it was on, uh, speaking of MSNBC, I guess it was on yesterday's show. I give up. Ron Paul who's a, a medical doctor and Republican member of Congress from Texas, a conservative Republican. And one of the things that they talked about was this list of 35 uh, questions that he, he read this on the House floor. Okay? Oh, those questions that he wanted answers to that uh, he didn't right, get Right, that he never to. got. And right. he's foaming at the mouth. And he's See, it's amazing. The more conservative, just like Pat Buchanan, the more conservative these guys are, the less they want to uh, rattle their spears of war and the more they're questioning what the list is really all about. So anyway, Texas Republican Representative Ron Paul, who's very conservative, read the following to the House of Representatives September 10th of this year. Soon we hope to have hearings on the pending war with Iraq. Here are some questions I would like answered by those who are urging us to start this war. One, is it not true that the reason we didn't bomb the Soviet Union at the height of the Cold War was because we knew they could retaliate? Two, is it not also true that we're, are we, we are willing to bomb Iraq now because we know it cannot retaliate, which just confirms that there's no real threat? Three, is it not true that there are those who argue that even with inspections we cannot be sure that Hussein might be hiding weapons and at the same time imply that we can be more sure that weapons exist in the absence of inspections? Four, is it not true that the U.N.'s International Atomic Energy uh, Agency was able to complete its yearly verification mission to Iraq just this year with Iraqi cooperation? Five, is it not true that the intelligence community has been unable to develop a case tying Iraq to global terrorism at all, much less the attacks on the U.S. last year? Does anyone remember that 15 of the 19 hijackers came from Saudi Arabia and that none of them came from Iraq? Six, was former CIA counterterrorism chief Vincent Canestoro wrong when he recently said there is no confirmed evidence of Iraq's links to terrorism? Seven, is it not true that the CIA has concluded there is no evidence that a prog meeting between 9-11 hijacker Mohammed Atta and Iraqi intelligence ever took place? Eight, is it not true that northern Iraq, where the administration claimed al-Qaeda were hiding out, is in the control of our allies, the Kurds? Nine, is it not true that the vast majority of al-Qaeda leaders who escaped appear to have made it safely to Pakistan and other of our so-called allies? Ten, has anyone noticed that Afghanistan is rapidly shrinking into total chaos, with bombings and assassinations becoming daily occurrences, and that according to a recent U.N. report, the al-Qaeda is by all accounts alive and well and poised to strike again how, when, and where it chooses? Eleven, why are we taking precious military and intelligence resources away from tracking down those who did attack the U.S. and who may again attack the U.S. and using them to invade countries that haven't attacked the U.S.? Twelve, would an attack on Iraq not just confirm the Arab world's worst suspicions about the U.S.? And isn't this what bin Laden wanted in the first place? Thirteen, how can Hussein be compared to Hitler when he has no navy, no, no, navy, no air force, and now has an army one-fifth the size of 12 years ago, which even then proved totally inept at defending the country? Fourteen, is it not true that the constitutional power to declare war is exclusively that of the Congress? Should presidents, contrary to the Constitution, allow Congress to concur only when pressured by public opinion? Are presidents permitted to rely on the U.N. for permission to go to war? Fifteen, are you aware of a Pentagon report studying changes that thousands of Kurds in one village, or charges rather, that thousands of Kurds in one village were gassed by the Iraqis, which found no conclusive evidence that Iraq was responsible, that Iran occupied the very city involved, and that evidence indicated the type of gas used was more likely controlled by Iran and not by Iraq? Sixteen, is it not true that anywhere between 100 and 300,000 U.S. soldiers have suffered from Persian Gulf War syndrome for the first Gulf War, and that thousands may have died? Seventeen, are we prepared for possibly thousands of American casualties in a war against a country that doesn't have the capacity to attack the United States? Eighteen, 
Are we willing to bear the economic burden of a $100 billion war against Iraq with oil prices expected to skyrocket and further rattle an already shaky American economy? How about an estimated 30 years of occupation of Iraq that some have deemed necessary to build democracy there? 19. Iraq's alleged violations of U.N. resolutions are given as reason to initiate an attack, yet is it not true that hundreds of U.N. resolutions have been ignored by various countries without penalty, not to mention any names? 20. Did former President Bush not cite the U.N. resolution of 1990 as the reason he couldn't march into Baghdad, while supporters of a new attack assert that it's the very reason we can march into Baghdad? 21. Is it not true that, contrary to current claims, the no-fly zones were set up by Britain and the U.S. without specific approval from the United Nations? 22. If we claim membership in the international community and conform to its rules only when it pleases us, doesn't this serve to undermine our position, directing, directing animosity toward us by both friend and foe? There are 35 of these, by the way. Wow. Did I mention that? Yes. 23. How can our declared goal of bringing democracy to Iraq be believable when we prop up dictators throughout the Middle East and support military tyrants like Musharraf in Pakistan who overthrew a democratically elected president? 24. Are you familiar with the 1994 Senate hearings that revealed the U.S. knowingly supplied chemical and biological materials to Iraq during the Iran-Iraq War in as late as 1992, including after the alleged Iraqi gas attack on a Kurdish village? 25. Did we not assist Saddam Hussein's rise to power by supporting and encouraging his invasion of Iran? Is it honest to criticize Saddam now for his invasion of Iran, at which time we actively supported? <clears throat> 26. Is it not true that preventive war is synonymous with an act of aggression and has never been considered a moral or legitimate U.S. policy? 27. Why do the oil company executives strongly support this war if oil is not the real reason we plan to take over Iraq? 28. Why is it that those who never wore a uniform and are confident that they won't have to personally fight this war are more anxious for this war than our generals? 29. What is the moral argument for attacking a nation that's not initiated aggression against us and couldn't do it if they wanted to? 30. Where does the Constitution grant us permission to wage war for any reason other than self-defense? 31. Is it not true that a war against Iraq rejects the sentiments of the time-honored Treaty of Westphalia nearly 400 years ago that countries should never go into another for the purpose of regime change? 32. Is it not true that the more civilized a society is, the less likely disagreements will be settled by war? 33. Is it not true that since World War II, Congress has not declared war, and not coincidentally have we won since then had a clear-cut victory? 34. Is it not true that Pakistan, especially through its intelligence services, was an active supporter and key organizer of the Taliban? And 35. Why don't those who want war bring a formal declaration of war resolution to the floor of Congress? Those are the 35 questions asked by Representative Ron Paul of Texas, conservative Republican, and of course he didn't get no answers. Wow, I need a and towel. He was foaming at the mouth yesterday on uh, Buchanan and Press. And I'll say it again: you really need to read this book, Forbidden Truth, by Jean Charles Brissard and Guillaume Dasquet, the two Frenchmen, U.S. Taliban secret oil diplomacy in the failed hunt for Bin Laden. I was reading some more of it last night, and I'm going to tell you something: it's just, uh, just enough to make you puke your guts out. But, hey, there are a lot of people out there that don't want to be bothered by the truth. They don't want no bedtime stories. They can't be bothered with it because they got important stuff to worry about, like football. You know what I'm talking about? they got important things to worry about, like ball games, like like that. So while Rome is burning, most of the American public are doing their crap, you know, watching a bunch of silly crap, like Smallville. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Norm, you better get with it, mister, okay? Rome is burning, and you're watching uh, Smallville just because uh, you think Tom, uh, was, what, what's his name? Welling Swollen. is gorgeous. Tom Small is Bill. 195 votes on that, by the way. 68.7% of this audience don't watch Smallville. How do you like that? They don't watch it. 134. Lana flicks my big 15. I hated it. Blows 14. I love it 14. It's okay 11. And Tom Welling is God 7. Oh! Seven people with good taste. 
And I'm telling you, next next Tuesday's show promises to be a barn burner, man. He, he was flaming. He, he was so hot. He was, I'm serious. They had like flames. Right. Hey, you're sick of being taken advantage of by real estate agents and brokers when you're looking to sell your home? Are you tired of that? Yes. Well, if you are, check out SaveRealty.com. Here's how it works. You retain the rights to sell your home. You can also show and sell your home to buyers who call you directly. And if you sell your home this way, you pay only 1% commission, and that's it. SaveRealty.com operates with all MLS, MLS realtors, like I just said. You can also show your home to realtors, and if they sell your home, you'll only have to pay the realtor the commission they traditionally charge you for bringing you a buyer. The bottom line is you're going to save yourself cash. Contact SaveRealty.com on the web at SaveRealty.com or call them directly at 954-788-2660. If you want to stop dealing with real estate agents and brokers when you're selling your home and save money at the same time, let SaveRealty.com show you how to be doing it. Log on to SaveRealty.com today. SaveRealty.com, the best and easiest way to sell your home. Call them at 954-788-2660. Live and local, this is Sports Radio 560. QA, QA. Go to hell and you die! Alright! They want us to find a way To reimburse them for back pay From 200 years ago When they were slaves Well, I only have a mobile home A pit bull and a pinch of skull so if you wanna ask me how, here's what I gotta say. You go to hell, you die. You've got to kiss a nigger good morning. And tell him that you're sorry for enslaving them all. Kiss <laughs> a nigger good morning. And that's for everybody who is dead and gone. If I was born in 1802. Owning slaves ain't something I do But what were dead people did to you I have to take the blame Would you settle for an old Pontiac? Okay With a can of smelly cherry in back <laughs> Instead of 40 acres and a mule I have a better way You've got to Yes, a nigger, good morning Plant one on Halle Barrett, Morgan Freeman, too. Yes, a nigger, good morning. And that's your restitution for enslaving you. Yes, a nigger, good morning. And tell them that you're sorry for enslaving them all. You got yes, a nigger, good morning. And that's for everybody who is dead and gone. Every time I play that, I can think of only one thing, and that is those people that hang those little uh, things from their rearview mirrors. Little things? Them little things, you know, like the pine tree. Uh, what do they call those? No, no, I'm not talking about, uh, I'm talking about the scent things. Oh, the air fresheners. The air freshener crap. Wasn't well, that where they hang them, like usually from the rearview mirror? The air fresheners? Yeah. Yes. Where else you be sticking those? Canadian vicar under fire dressing is Elvis. A Canadian Anglican priest who dresses as Elvis Presley for weddings and funerals is under fire for his actions. High-ranking Canadian bishops have objected to Reverend Dorian Baxter for combining the Anglican gospel with the words of Elvis. The National Post says the 53-year-old's been singing Elvis songs to sinners since his first ministerial post posting in 1984, 1802. Often known as Elvis Priestley, Reverend Baxter... <laughs> <Cute. laughs> 
Reverend Baxter was recently banned from the pulpit of an Ontario church and has been stripped of his license to perform marriages now. Reverend Baxter says his unusual style is the best way to lure wayward Christians back to the church and is threatening to form his own Anglican group supportive of his, of his Elvis persona. I refuse to resign from holy orders. I've led tens of thousands of people to Jesus through the music of Elvis. This man sung gospel better than anyone I know. I'm almost as good as Mahalia Jackson, you know what? Who? Mahalia Jackson. Do you remember her, the big uh, gospel singer? No. Mahalia Jackson? Oh, my God, are you out of touch with reality, man. What the hell are you talking about? I've told the bishops all they need to do is buy a few of his CDs. I don't know what they're complaining about, he said. Ronald Ferris, <clears throat> the bishop of the Diocese of Algoma, where Reverend Baxter used to be a part-time minister, said, the mix is in poor taste. Reverend Baxter says he's largely tried to ignore condemnations from bishops, although he says church officials who attempt to discredit his ministry have never attended one of his weddings or funerals. How do you like that, huh? The church dissing poor old Elvis. And he wasn't no Catholic anyway, huh? He didn't wear them beads. Census. U.S. poverty up and income down. Oh, wait till you hear which ethnic group is having the worst time. Reversing some of the social gains of the late 1990s. Poverty rate. And this coming after eight years of almost unparalleled, I think, uh, record-setting prosperity. Right. Which the American public said, oh, we don't want any more of this. It feels so good we want it to start hurting again. Reversing some of the social gains of the late 1990s, poverty rates and income inequality both rose last year, while the typical household's income went down, the government reported yesterday, largely reflecting the effects of the economic recession. You know, it's interesting. When Reagan came into office in 81, what's the first thing that we had economically? Recession. We had a recession. When Bush 1 came into office, what did we have? A big, fat recession. Now that W is in office, what's the first thing we have? What looks like it's going to be a double dip. <laughs> recession. Hey, let's have some more of them tax cuts for the rich, baby. Didn't do me any good. Hey, by the way, Mitch Hirsch, thanks a lot, you piece of crap. I just figured it out yesterday that I've like, worked the last three years for free. Nice. In its annual report on income and poverty, the Census Bureau said that 1.3 million Americans slipped below the government's official poverty line last year, the first increase since 1993. As a result, 11.7% of the population is in poverty, up from 11.3% in 2000 including George and Carlos and Miguel. But unlike previous recessions, and the beast, especially now, but unlike previous recessions, most of the increase in poverty was experienced by white households. The rate actually fell for Hispanics and increased only marginally in black households, so I was wrong about that. Still, the poverty rate among blacks, 22.7%, and Hispanics, 21.4%, was roughly double that of the population at large. Adjusted for inflation, the Census Bureau reported that the median household income fell 2.2% last year to 42228 the first decline since 1991. The decline in income was broad, if not especially steep, affecting all but the top 5 to 10% of households as ranked by income. Isn't that interesting? And the top 5 to 10% of households as ranked by income got that nice big fat tax break from W. This report signals a significant reversal of what had been a very positive trend in terms of income and poverty, said Jared Bernstein senior economist at the Union-backed Economic Policy Institute in Washington. It also underscores the point that the recession was deeper than many had thought. Other data indicates that the decline in household income came largely as a result of falling employment and loss of overtime hours, offsetting continued gains in hourly wages. In terms of class breakdown, only households with incomes of above 150 grand were able to post gains, with the greatest losses in percentage terms occurring at the bottom of the income ladder, the report showed. Income in black households fell 3.4%, more than double the rate of decline in white households. One point. Now, does that, doesn't that contradict what we said before in the, uh, huh? I don't know. 
Income in black households fell 3.4%, more than double the rate of decline in white households, 1.4, and Hispanic, 1.6%. I thought it, well, whatever. When you start getting all these numbers and percentages in here, no, nobody can keep it. the same. It does? I think so. I thought it said most of the increase in poverty was experienced by white households. The rate actually fell for Hispanics, increased only marginally right. in black households. And then, oh, I see, income fell. I, I see. So, in other words, these people already were poor. See what I'm saying? Yes. Also hard to sit were households headed by females, both those with chillins and no husband present, down 3.1%, and those where females were living alone, down 3.7%. At the same time, the wage gap between men and women continued to shrink, with women last year earning 76 cents for every dollar earned by men, up from 74 cents in 2000. So there you go. We're doing it, baby. The Bushmeister. Oh, speaking of people, uh, world leaders who are really pissed off and fired up, Prince Charles fumes over foxes. You're, you're, you're not going to know whether to scream or, or lick a spotted dick when you hear this. All right. Prince Charles reported the reported threat to leave Britain if it banned fox hunting has been welcomed by at least one lawmaker. I think it's wonderful. I was keen to vote to get rid of fox hunting. I'm doubly keen now. What a bonus, Dennis Skinner of the governing Labor Party said Monday. Several newspapers reported Sunday that Charles wrote a strident letter to Prime Minister, Prime Minister Tony Blair accusing the government of destroying the countryside. How do you like that? He wrote a strident letter to Tony Blair. Both at a significant number. Yeah. Charles reportedly passed down remarks made by him, or made to him rather, by a Cumbrian farmer that if we as a group were black or gay, we wouldn't be victimized or picked upon, a statement the prince apparently agreed with. How do you like that? The Mail on Sunday newspaper also said that an unidentified senior politician had claimed to have heard the prince on some unspecified date threaten to emigrate if hunting was stopped. Downing Street and St. James Palace both declined to say whether the letter existed or the meeting had taken place. The Prince of Wales is perfectly entitled to his views. The Prime Minister and the Prince have a very good relationship, said Blair's official spokesman, who briefed reporters on condition of anonymity. He said, keep it mum. He said, how's the Queen? Mum. Tony Banks, a Labour Party candidate for London mayor and a prominent animal welfare campaigner, said the reported comments were offensive to true minority groups. If it is true, and I, uh, no one knows whether it is or not, I think a lot of people will find it both invidious and offensive. I love that word, invidious mm -hmm. and offensive, to talk about minorities, whether they're ethnic minorities or minorities based on sexual orientation, and to compare that with a minority of people who want to carry on ripping wild animals to pieces, Banks said. Charles' comments were reported on the day that more than 400,000 farmers, gamekeepers, hunting enthusiasts, and rural residents gathered in London for a rally in support of fox hunting in their rural way of life. Rural Affairs Minister Alan Michaels said the government understood the concerns of the demonstrators, including closure of rural schools and hospitals and falling farm incomes. Isn't that what we're trying to get, is closure? Yes. yes. But he said government had to legislate for the whole country, especially on the issue of fox hunting. Opinion polls have consistently indicated that a majority of Britons oppose the sport. To which we say, All right. thank God for that at least, okay? They may have really bad smelly teeth and bad breath and uh, all those other things and be constipated emotionally, but at least the majority of them are against this barbaric pile of crap. Let's go get the hounds, okay? The hounds of the Bastardvilles. 230 votes on our poll on Smallville. 71.7% don't watch it, allegedly. See how that percentage is zooming right. up there now? 165. I'm starting to smell something on that. <laughs> something stinks on that poll. Lana flicks my big 17. I love it 15. I hate it. It blows 14. It's okay 12. And Tom Mulling is God 7. 1041 at 560 WQM. Only 7 with a Tom Mulling, which means, you know, there'll be more to go around. Follow what I'm saying? I thought there was a lot of them anyway. There is a, there is to go around. Plenty. If you've got size 14 feet. 
Hey, if there's a problem with your carpet, man, like it looks like hell and maybe smells pretty bad, too, because it's schmutzy, and maybe it's an old carpet. Maybe it's one you think you're going to have to spend a fortune to replace. Here's the good news for you. When in doubt, try this out because it'll work for you. Dry concepts. I keep thinking back to those grotesque days at IOD, which is one of the most unsanitary places anyone's ever been allowed to work in, a building that even the roaches were flying out of there. They were like they were going over to Channel 7. Remember that? Yep. yep. Insects, rodents, everything was fine. We uh, had dry concepts come in when they first came on the air with me, which is a long while. Well, no, not really. They were before that. But I guess at IOD. And they said, we can clean those carpets down there. And we couldn't believe it because they hadn't been cleaned since the building was built about 600 years ago by uh, Mrs. Carl Fisher. Remember her? No. no. Don't you remember that car we got? Sure. Come on, get with it. Anyway, they came in and they cleaned the carpets and made them look brand new. And we said to ourselves, if they can make these carpets look brand new, maybe they can make Carl Fisher look brand new again. I don't think so, though. Too late for him. And they can do the same for you, to make a long story short. They'll take even the nastiest-looking carpets, no matter how old or whatever they are, and they'll make them look sparkling and just like brand new. They'll smell them any fresh. They dry in just a couple of hours. And they give you a written guaranteed price before they start doing their dry-cleaning work. So if you want a spectacular job at a guaranteed low price every time, these are the people you want to call. And Dry Concepts also do a stupendous, unbeatable job of cleaning your furniture and drapery, spot dyeing, fiber protection, carpet repairs, implant oriental rug service, deodorization, and if a flood hits you with all these uh, tropical storms and hurricanes floating around, they do complete water damage restoration too. Pick up the phone in Broward, call 954-370-7778. 954-370-7778. In Dater, Palm Beach, it's a toll-free call, one 800 248-5071. When you use them the first time, you'll understand what I've been using in my house for over 20 years. Clean today. You can entertain tonight with dry concepts. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Here's arthritis sufferer Cheech Marin for joint ritis. Hey, I see what's happening. Hey, you know, whenever my arthritis flares up or when I have like a little pain or like it's 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, I go straight for the joint ritis, man. It's the best. <laughs> joint ritis is the all-natural solution to the problem of joint pain. Oh, man, I love joint ritis, man. It's the best. I got this one dude, man. He gets the best joint ritis I ever had, man. I call him up. I say, hey, El Vato, hey, I need some joint ritis. Pretty bad. I'm Jonesy. You got any, man? But don't take Cheech's word for it. Listen to fellow joint pain sufferer Dave from Los Angeles. Hey, Dave's not here, man. But if he was, he'd be, like, all really high on, like, the benefits of, like, joint ritis, man. <laughs> Isn't it time you scored some pain relief? Joint Ritis, available at your local pharmacy. Uh, not on the shelves. Just ask that dude who works at the camera counter. Oh, man, I know that dude, man. Oh, he's got some good Joint Ritis, too. He's got the primo stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, man. <coughs> 1048 at 560 WQM. We got the Mad Dog coming at one. We got the Humper with those big numbers, baby. Those gigantic numbers. As Neil is slobbering funny. again about Thumper's big numbers, and it turns out it was really the guy. that put him over the top. I, I, I'll never get over that call as long as I live. That idiot that called this morning on most sucking around again, sucking around, sucking and sucking and sucking. Because like I've told you before, 95% of people that call talk shows need mental health. In fact, you know what they ought to be? They ought to put them in a rubber room with Todd Dreck. That's a fate that they all deserve. You you think I'm you're joking about him? You wait you wait till the uh, spit hits the fan, okay? Because this guy seriously, I think what we're gonna do is stick the Culligan man right up his ass. That's what I'm gonna do when we get back. All these guys that have been raping Mo, we're getting them off Mo's ass. They're gonna be lining up to rape Todd, and the first one's gonna be the Culligan man. 
He's going to be squealing like Ned Beatty, and instead of making those oinking sounds, he's going to be saying, Hey, Culligan man! Hey, Culligan! Over and over again. You see, you'll see. Because this is a man who absolutely is, he's over his head. He's drowning in a sea of ineptitude. He can't do it. He can't write copy. He don't know from copy. If you recall the Culligan episode, which were people who absolutely loved me, loved me, obsessed with me, which there aren't too many of those around. And this guy screwed it up, him and his buddy with that phony agency of his, that, uh, what the hell was that guy's name? Leo Mark. the Lip, something like that. Lip off. See, I knew the guy's name. I mean, oh. This is a rhetorical question. You're supposed to just dummy up. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll get, you'll get that guy started again, I see. And they, they ran some kind of a promotion, and it didn't make any sense. Remember that copy? I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, it didn't make any sense. I remember. And I kept saying, if we don't understand what this is for, how does the audience understand? Oh, don't bother us. That's what the agency wants. Todd, you can't do it because you're inept, okay? Any guy who thinks he's a sales guy who just takes a bunch of stuff from some asshole in an agency and hands it to the talent and says, here, make magic with this, who the hell are you kidding, man? Who the hell are you kidding? That we work our big mouths off four hours a goddamn day to get you these big numbers so you can go out there and sell something, huh? And pretend to be a goddamn hero to be a superstar. God, is he a piece of dreck. Oh, sorry. Ex-California priest, I'm worked up about him now because all the king's horses and all the king's flunkies there cannot get him. They can't coerce him to do his job. They can't force him. And, of course, the bitch back there, she's too busy with her goddamn blow-up doll of Roy! Foster. She's busy in the back. She's got the door locked, and God only knows what she's doing in there. Roy! Man, I hear the rumor up here is she's going to come up here and join the Royal Mounties is what I'm hearing. Ex-California priest arrested for abuse. Santa Ana, California. Remember that song, 26 Miles by the Four Preps? No. Santa Ana, California. Uh, Boca Brown, remember, it was on Capitol Records by the Four Preps about 600 years ago. It was a great song. It was, it was syrupy. A former Roman Catholic priest has been arrested on molestation charges after allegedly confessing to an undercover deputy posing as his, as his out-of-wedlock daughter. Remember that? For, uh, what is that? I better read that again. Okay. A former Roman Catholic priest has been arrested on molestation charges after allegedly confessing to an undercover deputy posing as his out-of-wedlock daughter. I get it. Gerald John Plazetz, 59, of Orange, was taken into custody yesterday at his home on three counts of child molestation, said Orange County Sheriff Spokesman Jim Amarino. Plazetz was arrested after an undercover deputy posing as the alleged victim's daughter confronted the former priest about a girl who allegedly gave birth to his child 30 years ago. This is kind of like a Julian Crane thing from Passions. In fact, that's what I'm going to do about Todd Reck. I'm getting a hold of Tabitha, Hecuba, and Evil Connie. And I'm having all, and even, uh, what's her name? Zombie, Zombie Charity. Charity. And I'm having all four of them put a goddamn spell on Todd Reck. He's going to have evil things crawling inside his, he's going to wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat wondering why he was such a piece of Dreck all his life. You, you mark my words. Evil things are coming his way. Investigators co covertly taped a conversation between an officer posing as the victim's daughter and obtained incriminating statements, Amormino said. Plazetz, who was being held on $50,000 bail, was charged under a statute of limitations provision that gives authorities the right to file charges up to a year after, after the victim has been identified. The victim came forward several months ago, Amormino said. Although authorities identified Plazetz as a former priest, it was not immediately clear where and under what circumstances he left the priesthood. A telephone call to the Diocese of Orange was not, of course, immediately returned. The victim alleged she was molested by Plazetz between April 1472 and October 1st, 74, according to a criminal complaint filed by the DA's office. The woman, now 45, claims she was a member of the choir at St. Edward Catholic Church when she first met Plazetz, who played piano for the choir, the complaint said. 
The woman said her relationship with Plazette ended when she became pregnant at age 16. It was unclear why prosecutors didn't charge him with statutory rape. The woman told her parents that Plazette was the father. According to the complaint, Plazette told the family he would take care of it and paid expenses of the birth of a subsequent and a subsequent adoption. The woman went to police several months ago after hearing of other abused priest cases. And here's another one. Oh my God. We're up to our goddamn ass Rectum. in priest crap, you know it? And, of course, the mainstream media now, they, they've got them tied up. See, between, what's her name, between the Miss America with the Godfather crap and defaming the Italians, between that and then the uh, the kid-beating a bitch there from the, uh, whatever, the uh, tinkerers. Yeah. And then, of course, war on Iraq. Now, that's it. They don't have time for these other things. This is old news. Oh, and I have, and also speaking of not having time, I'll never get to it today. It was in my pile for yesterday. I haven't even come close to that Britney story, which you're probably happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Tea may reduce risk of cancer and heart disease. I don't have time for that either, but I just mentioned that and just screaming it out. Tea, green tea, baby. Start drinking it by the gallon. Green tea. Cup a day keeps uh, the old thing away. Where is that goddamn story about the Vatican may? They may go along with this uh, thing. Oh, Craig, do you have any idea how much stuff I haven't got to? INS, an agent settled discrimination lawsuit filed in the wake of Alien Gonzalez raid. Never got to that yet. Doctor accused of molesting two people. Faith healers call on God to revive dead teen at her funeral. Didn't Remember work. that story? Yeah. Didn't work yet. They're still waiting. But in the meantime, I just there's just too much crap here, you know. It's almost enough to make me Schmidt can that noon to one thing today, that Wednesday noon to one uh, comedy bit thing. You notice what the operative word was in that sentence, though? Thinking about it. No, almost. Oh. A Virginia priest was stripped of his ministry yesterday after a month-long investigation unearthed decades-old incidents of sexual misconduct with minors, diocese officials said. The Reverend Eugene Teslovich, a pastor of St. Luke's in Virginia Beach, has been removed from all priestly duties, said the Reverend Pasquale Apuzzo. I love that name, Pasquale Apuzzo, a spokesman for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Richmond. Bishop Walter F. Sullivan began investigating Tolosevich after the priest informed the diocese that someone had recently approached him about a past sexual impropriety. The incident took place in 1977, allegedly involved a parishioner in his 20s, Apuzo said. Sullivan subsequently determined that Tolosevich had been involved in several incidents of sexual misconduct with minors during the late 70s and mid-80s. Apuzo said none of the victims have come forward, none were interviewed by the diocese. He said no information has been forwarded to prosecutors. Well, that's kind of, that's uh, not, not, not that good, you know, that's kind of like sketchy, kind of sketchy. We want the hot, uh, good stuff, okay? We want the heavy meat. We don't want the kind of like uh, thinly veiled accusation stuff. 1056 at 560 WQAM, if your hair is uh, thinly veiled. In fact, if, <laughs> if you like to wear a veil over your head to cover up your growing bald spot, if you're starting to look like Jesse Ventura on a bad day, or maybe like Lex Luthor, huh? Right, there you go, smoothie. Well, I mean, that look may be, and as a matter of fact, I noticed that Clark seems to have taken a real shine to him in this latest episode <laughs> there toward the end, and I was thinking like shaving my head. You think it'll work? No. no. It won't help. But anyway, if you'd rather have hair, because the, the bald spot may be good for a few guys, you know, like Malcolm, people like that, rest in peace. But the fact of the matter is most people would like to have a nice-looking head of hair. And how do you do that? You call our good buddy, the hair expert, Charles Alfieri. Call them toll-free at 1-800-321-2413. They'll set up a free appointment. There's no obligation. They give you a little consultation. They'll sit your ass down, and they'll show you just how much better they can make you look and feel and smell and how much younger also. And I think you'll say, yes, please, please do it. Because at a very minimal price, they can make you look younger and better than you have in years and probably better than you ever thought you would again. We're not talking about a mousy-looking muskrat on your head. We're not talking about a piece that's real obvious like most of them are, those weave things like Aaron Brown wears on CNN. God, is he a silly-looking dude or what? 
We're talking about the natural hairline system, which is so great because it looks like the hair is really growing right out of your scalp. When you mention Neil Rogers, when you make that call, you get your special $200 WQAM discount. And you've got nothing to lose but the bald spot because Charlie completely guarantees his work. If you're not ecstatic with the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting laid at least four times an hour, Charlie will give you a full refund, no questions asked. So make the call today, toll-free, 1-800-321-2413. 1-800-321-2413, or log on to their website, if you like, at charlesalfieri.com. How young is too young? Well, Tom Welling, my Superman, he gets me swelling here in my hand. That boy's got me swooning like a poopy queen. I want him to do me, he's so smooth and clean. He's way too pretty, he can't. Be straight, I get a stiffy and hope he's gay. Get my tender quiver watching Superman. Yes, I'm Tom Willie, I'm willing to grab. He's swell, Tom Willie, my Superman. That you will give me a swollen glass. He may be in Smallville, but he's not small at all. He's sweet and dreamy, a god from space. I want his creamy all on my face. It's my fingers quiver, watching Superman. And Tom Willing, Tom Willing, Tom Willing, Tom Willing, Tom Willing. I'm willing to grab. Squirt, squirt. Did he say something about Krispy Kreme? 1103 at 560 WQAM. Look at this. U.S. troops arrive on the Ivory Coast. Now, which do you like better, Ivory or Coast? Uh, neither. Safeguard. Oh. I kind of like Irish Spring myself. I uh, showered with Irish Spring this morning. For anybody who wants to keep track out there, although I usually do uh, like Coast fairly well. Ivory, I hate. You want to know why? Why? Floats? Any any white soap oh, yeah. is like lard. It's got that smell, too. Oh, my mother always, anytime my mother used to stay at the house, like to take care of the dogs, you know, and I'd come back from vacation, and sure enough, there'd be a bar of freaking ivory soap in my shower. Whatever the good stuff I had in there before, that was like already Schmidt can, you know, and there'd be a bar of ivory soap, square, Right. And you know, and you know, the, uh, soap holder, the little uh, soap dish that's got like the little pegs on it, and it always makes like little holes in the bottom of ivory soap. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you pick it up and it's like holding a block of lard. Mm-hmm. And you just want to say, feh, ma, your taste is in your tush, ma. So, uh, forget about ivory soap. But anyway, they land on the ivory coast. There's Louisiana, the big EC. Why do they call it that? Because it's easy, I guess, to get laid there. <laughs> It's a piece of crap, New Orleans. That's one of the few things I agree with Mo about. I heard him this morning railing on New Orleans in the middle of one of his tirades. He's right about that. Oh, speaking of Mo, in our noon to one hour today, I think there may be kind of like a special theme to some of the uh, bits we're going to play. A block? Uh, yeah, like a block. A Mo block. No relation, of course, to uh, her block. Remember her block? No. 
Coalition wants to change hotel porn channels. This is something that ought to have people steaming. A group that helped pull the plug on explicit adult movies at three Cincinnati-area hotels met Monday in Washington, D.C., with 14 other grassroots organizations in hopes of Xing out such entertainment at lodgings nationwide. Do you have any idea how many countries in the rest of the world they have they have porno movies on over-the-air TV? Right. We're talking about in hotels. We're going to put on a full-court press to educate people that hotels are distributing hardcore pornography, says Phil Burress, president of the Cincinnati-based Citizens for Community Values, one of the groups in the coalition that he says represents more than 20 million families and meets regularly to discuss decency issues. Burress says the coalition will urge Attorney General John Hermann Gehring Ascroft and the Justice Department to crack down on hotel porn, which often is distributed across state lines. Susan Dryden, a Justice Department spokeswoman, says the department is committed to enforcement of federal obscenity laws. Hotel room pay-per-view offerings have become more graphic in recent years, showing close-ups of all manner of sex acts, Burris says. They pre- he ought to know. I bet she's making a study out of it. The pro-family groups say kids can access many hotel skin flicks at the click of a button. In August, his group alerted prosecutors to the nature of adult fare at the Marriott Northeast in Mason, Ohio, and at a Newport, Kentucky comfort suites. Authorities got similar complaints about a Newport travel lodge. The three hotels agreed to stop the offerings after prosecutors said they violated community standards of decency. The court test for whether material is legally obscene. Currently, the American Family Association of Michigan is urging prosecutors in that state to go after hotels offering explicit fare in Grand Rapids, Holland, and Midland, Michigan. Across the country, perhaps unknowingly, hotels are breaking the law. A lot of the material they sell opens them up to prosecution, says Bruce Taylor, a former prosecutor and now president of the nonprofit National Law Center for Children's and Families. Hotel choice uh, chains say they say something outrageous. It's a matter of choice. What a concept. We understand that there's a level of sensitivity and different feelings about this subject matter, says Roger Connor, a Marriott spokesman. We provide a wide range of choices, and anyone can block adult entertainment out. Nobody has to see it. But many guests are choosing the racy stuff. It's a major business in the U.S. hotel market. Approximately $500 million a year, says Leonard Sable, president of Cable Corp., which uh, helps hotels bill for in-room entertainment. Typically, 50 to 60% of pay-per-view hotel sales involve adult products, he says. Explicitness is increased because the customers want it. Tad Walden, vice president of marketing at On Command, a leading provider of wide range of in-room hotel entertainment, says its adult fare is the same as offered by cable companies or satellite TV companies for home viewing. And he says we try to adhere to the various standards in various communities. Meanwhile, the Omni Hotel chain, which voluntarily removed adult movies two years ago, reports that it's lost revenue, but we have had over 50,000 messages of support, says spokeswoman Kim Blackman. One traveling businessman wrote, thanks for taking away the temptation. Oh, Oh, man. And, of course, those letters of support, those are worth what? Squad. Squatsky. We, here, here's our support. We aren't going to go stay at your hotel. We ain't got no money. But here we spent 37 cents in the envelope, too, 39 cents. Yeah, the stockholders show you how much we support as a dividend. And, of course, they're probably all like form letters anyway, you know, like they always do all the American right. Family Association, all these other phony baloney, so-called family. Focus on the family. Focus on your pokers. Focus on your crotch. All this other crap. Who the hell are these people kidding? i, I got to read that last line again. <laughs> Thanks for taking away the temptation and the Supremes and Mary Wells and all these other uh, Schwarzers. Thanks for taking away the temptation. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's happy Man. about it, too. And... See, at least when I put these things together, I put them like in some kind of logical order, I think. 
try to mix it up a little bit, but if they're related, do you follow what I'm saying? Yes. My pile, my bedtime stories. Try to keep a theme going. A statue of limitations. This is in the Houston Chronicle yesterday. Ever read the Houston Chronicle? No. Conroe. Remember Conroe, Texas? There was some crap going on in Conroe. Sounds familiar. A group of Montgomery County social conservatives is claiming two more victories, one in the form of a new library review policy, the other in the form of a plaster fig leaf. The latter recently was placed strategically on a replica of Michelangelo's classic statue of David, which has stood nude atop a sporting goods store in the town of Shenandoah. The former was adopted Monday after a long debate before Commissioner's Court, giving the head of the Republican Leadership Council occasion to claim another success with Commissioner's. Although the council failed earlier this year to oust the county Republican Party's longtime chairman, Council President Jim Jenkins counted the new library policy as a win. But the head of the county Democratic Party warned the commissioners could be headed down a dangerous path. The clear and apparent effort that the commissioners' court made over time and incremental steps has been to appease a very impassioned group of voters in hopes that each baby step would satisfy them and make them go away, said Democratic Chairman Raymond McNeil. Raymond McNeil, good. In listening to what he considered his group's recent victories, Jenkins said the RLC has also persuaded commissioners to use an Internet filter to screen computers at the library for pornography and to put plaques reading, In God We Trust in County Libraries. The group also supported recent efforts to add the touch of modesty to the statue, he said, and remove some art from an Italian restaurant. Are you ready for this? Uh, I'm, I'm following. To remove some art from an Italian restaurant in a private place of business. Yeah. But McNeil warned that if commissioners think they have satisfied the group, they may be in for a big surprise. Clearly, with each incremental step, the RLC and its allies have seen each concession as an energizing, mobilizing rallying point, whetting the appetite for further gains, he said. County Judge Alan B. Sadler denied that the commissioners were catering to the group. This is being portrayed as if these were exclusively Republican Leadership Council extremist issues, Sadler said. It was started by the Republican Leadership Council, but we are not reacting necessarily to the Republican Leadership Council, whatever that means. He said the issues reflect mainstream opinion in the county. Jenkins dislikes the terms arch-conservative and far-right, but County GOP Chairman Walter D. Wilkerson, Jr., a target of the council's ire despite the success in switching the county from Democrat to Republican stronghold, has a different view. They are not mainstream on the political spectrum, he said. They are out on the radical right, and no political organization or movement has ever succeeded in winning an election when they position themselves to the far-right or far-left of the spectrum. He said the council overstates its claims of success, noting that it's never back to winning candidate for office above precinct chairman. Well, doesn't everybody like to be precinct chairman? Of what precinct? Although the recent decision by managers of the Portofino Shopping Center to place a fig leaf on the statue of David did not result from the RLC's action, the group expressed support for the move. The statue stands atop an Oshman sporting goods store where it moved from eye level. They moved it so you didn't have to eyeball it. <laughs> Diana Witt of Shenandoah, whose complaint led to the addition of the fig leaf, said she shares the RLC's view but prefers to call her protest a personal effort by a concerned citizen. She said she's not satisfied with the fig leaf and will press to have the statue moved someplace where children can't see it without parental permission. Oh, oh, Farbisinagoyan, baby. Crazy people. Like that. Like the Bushies, man, like John Ascroft and Hermann Gehring uh, Rumsfeld. This, this crowd. Boy. Remember what uh, William Holden's wife, what that was her name, Beatrice Strait in Network? Yes. She said, you're in for some dreadful times. And he said, I know it. That, 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 that line applies mm -hmm. so well. It applies so perfectly to the poor U.S. of A. Don't forget, forget about all this stuff, okay? Go get yourself some uh, good times while you still can, while it's still legal. 
Join George and Miguel, Boca Brian, and Carlos. Maybe Carlos will get lucky tonight. What do you think? No. Five to seven at Treasure Island, located off the Palmetto, just north of the 122nd Street exit. Maybe uh, Carlos and Fat Boy. Is Fat Boy going to be there? I don't know. He'll be there. Maybe uh, he'll he'll let you push his chair around a little bit. I've done that. Stop by for our usual crappy prizes and two-for-one drinks. That's at Treasure Island tonight. And, of course, if Fat Boy is there, you'll need three-for-one drinks <laughs> to take a puke at him. Twelve minutes after 11 at 560 WQAM. Tom Lehman and Hallett Pontiac GMC are doing it big time again, like they always are down there, working on bigger and better deals to save you more money and make you a happy customer who will keep coming back. Zero percent financing continues as I speak this moment at Hallett. That's correct. You heard me right with approved credit from GMAC. Get zero percent financing up to 36 months on all 2003 Pontiacs and GMC models or take yourself a big fat rebate. Big fat one, speaking of him, of up to $4,000 on all 2002 Pontiacs or GMC models in stock. When I'm saying speaking to him, I'm talking about Fat Boy, not Tom Lehman, who's a tall, lanky guy. Check out the complete line of GMC SUVs, including the Envoy, voted by Motor Trend as the SUV of the year, and the all-new exciting Pontiac Vibe SUV that's got the power of a racy sports car, but sure as hell don't compare to my Corvettes. Hell, it's also got a stupendous, unbeatable selection of dependable pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs, and if somebody else turned you down for credit when you tried to buy a car, a pup tent, whatever, have no fear because Hallett is here. They'll get you a deal cut. They'll get you into a, sp a spectacular deal. So if you want an unbeatable deal on Pontiacs and GMCs, this is the place. See Tom and all our good friends at Hallett Pontiac, 13401 South Dixie Highway, where they'll treat you right. That's on US 1, right across from the falls, open every day of your life, seven days a week. Hallett Pontiac, GMC, where they continue to say, we be professional grade. <laughs> Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. Hey, hang this up, baby. Push it aside, but fuck up. Push it aside, but fuck up. Push it aside, but fuck up. Cheney said, lay off the bed, ladies. He brought investigations to win it. They were getting too close to the towel-headed body down in Texas for a barbecue again. With George and Pop. Pushing the sorry butt, fuck up. 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 If they don't think this corporate retard, 3,000 lives will never be avenged. Cause you brainwashed monkey Also got them stupid You put them back in office again What the f***? Pushing the sorry butt f*** up 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 Eleven eighteen. You just sent me uh, a real popoe man. One of the <laughs> best faxes of all time, and two of the worst. See, you didn't bother looking at who those emails were uh, from. Steve Dangerfield. I thought a couple of them were. They were. No, they weren't from him. He didn't send them to us. Uh -huh. We're missing the other name oh, that was oh, on there. Oh, I see. I yeah. See. So when in doubt, toss him out. Right. Anyway, this one from Adam, though. This is the Adam. I hope you're still listening, baby. This is the greatest fax I ever got. My, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to save this. <laughs> I'm going to save this. And if Todd, no, seriously, I think I've got the smoking gun for Todd Dreck. Thank you so much. 
Oh, man. He says, love you guys more than life itself, meaning George and Neil. And, Adam, believe me, it's mutual. I mean, this story here, this is so good, so freaking good. Was that Todd Dreck? This is just amazing. So we got the goods on you, Todd, sweetheart, okay? You little piece of crap. Hey, Todd. Let's get some copy in here and quit bellyaching, okay? If we're not gonna, he thinks the rest of the world's gonna do his job, you know? The agency's gonna do it. The dog's gonna do it. Somebody else is gonna do it. You do it, you little piece of crap. You little piece of dreck. You scumbag. You Neanderthal idiot. See, what we get at QAM in the sales department, generally speaking, it's the rejects from Cheap Channel. And why do we get that? Because our our sales manager, such as she is, screw in, her husband happens to be the sales manager for Cheap Channel, which is one of the most bizarre arrangements in the history of broad chasing. Who ever heard of such a thing? So anybody that he can't handle over there, that he can't take anymore, like crazy psychotic Petey Lenny with his leather skin, or Todd Dreck, or any of these other misfits, they ship him over to her. Oh, sure, we'll take anybody. And then, of course... <laughs> Fat boy. Fat boy. They're, they're lucky in hell there was not a real fire alarm that day, you know? <laughs> no, seriously. Can you, can you imagine the lawsuit and the grease fire? Man, agree. forget about the grease fire. Talk about no more bratwurst. We could have Chuck come over and open up an, a separate branch. We could have been barbecuing there for years. <laughs> Here's my Dutch friend. He says, Goedemorgen, Neil. Well, I said that good that time. Nice. Monday, you had an interesting poll about the calls, etc. I think it'd be nice to take some, but let me ask you something. What kind of a show would you like to run? Talk show callers, reading bedtime stories, bitching with George. I think it's much more fun with all this uh, assholes calling in. You find out what people care about, uh, nothing, but it does give some form of entertainment. Exactly. I don't care as long as you're on and tell it like it is. Suck, suck. Do you think we should attack it? <laughs> oh, brother. Wow. Dewey. Totsin. Bye-bye. Calm down. Yeah, he had too much of that bad Dutch food, I think, is what his problem was. Robert Fisk, the dishonesty of the so-called dossier, or as Phil Donahue said last night, dossier. <laughs> he said that. Okay. Look, when you get to better. be 100, if you can still, you know, read uh, a teleprompter, when you get to be 100, I'll give you all the credit in the world. Of course, I'll be long dead. Yeah, you know, his hair is as white as the first time I ever saw him. Yeah. He's he's pathetic. He's a doddering old man now, and it's very sad. You know what it would be like? like if NBC tried to bring back Jack Parr? How's he you doing? know, wouldn't that be kind of ridiculous? He is still alive. Have yeah. you seen pictures of him in the tabloids? No. He looks like, when, you know, when you get to a certain point, and maybe he's had so many facelifts, he looks like the skin has been stretched over the skeleton of his face. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And Jack Parr was great. I love Jack Parr. He didn't have too many bigger fans than me. He had great guests. It was a funny-ass show. He was great. And he, he was, you know, he was kind of like, uh, you know, like me. He was a pain in the ass, which I like that. I like guys who are painting instead of always, yeah, <laughs> you know, that, that kind of phony, happy-go-lucky crap. I, I'm not into that. I like guys who occasionally will be like a persnickety, you know, and he was uppity and persnickety, and if they crapped on him, he'd get up and walk out and threaten never to come back, etc. It was fun. But at any rate, he's done. That's what I'm trying to say. It was fun, but now he's done. And the same with Phil. And in the meantime, see, what I don't understand is, I guess the liberals are watching Smallville on the WB. And they're watching uh, racy shows on Fox. Or they're watching something. They're watching porno movies in some hotel. But they're sure as hell not watching Donahue. And, of course, the right-wingers, they're all, they're all, they got their shovels out, man. They're pooper scoopers. And they're scooping up all the crap they can get from Bill O'Reilly. Don't confuse me with the facts, O'Reilly. 
I'll say one thing about him. He may not be accurate, but at least he's consistent. He's consistently full of <coughs> has no idea what he's talking about. Yep. If these pages of trickery are based on probably an if, we have no business of going to war, uh, says uh, Robert Fisk in the uh, U.K. Independent. Tony Blair's dossier on Iraq is a shocking document. Reading it can only fill a decent human being with shame and outrage. Its pages are final proof, if the contents are true, that a massive crime against humanity has been committed in Iraq. For the details of Saddam's building of weapons of mass destruction, if they are correct, and it will come to ifs and buts and coulds later, it means that our massive, obstructive, brutal policy of U.N. sanctions has totally failed. In other words, half a million Iraqi children were killed by us for nothing. Let's go back to May 12, 1996. Madeleine Albright, the U.S. Secretary of State, had told us that sanctions worked and prevented Saddam from rebuilding weapons of mass destruction. Our Tory government agreed, and Tony Blair faithfully towed the line. He towed the line. But on May 12, May, Ms. Albright appeared on CBS television. Leslie Stahl, the interview, asked, We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more than died in Hiroshima. And, you know, is the price worth it? To the world's astonishment, Mrs. Albright replied, I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. Even Bob Barker was blushing. Now we know, if Mr. Blair is telling us the truth, that the price was not worth it. The price was paid in the lives of hundreds of thousands of children, but it wasn't worth a dime. The Blair dossier tells us that despite sanctions, Saddam was able to go on building weapons of mass destruction, all that nonsense about dual-use technology, the ban on children's pencils because lead could have military use, and our refusal to allow Iraq to import equipment to restore the water treatment plants that we bombed in the Gulf War was a sham. This terrible conclusion is the only moral one to be drawn from the 16 pages that supposedly detail the chemical, biological, and nuclear horrors that the beast of Baghdad has in store for us. It's difficult, reading the full report, to know whether to laugh or cry. The degree of deceit and duplicity in its production speaks of the trickery that informs the Blair government and its treatment of NPs. There are a few tidbits that ring true. The new ammonium peclorate plant, illegally supplied by an Indian company, which breached those wonderful UN sanctions, of course, is a frightening little detail. So is the new rocket test stand at the Al Rafa plant, but this material is so swamped in trickery and knavery that its inclusion becomes worthless. Here's one example of the dishonesty of the dossier. On page 45, we're told in a long chapter about Saddam's human right abuses that on March 1, 1991, in the wake of the Gulf War, riots broke out in the southern city of Basra, spreading quickly to other cities in Shia-dominated southern Iraq. The regime responded by killing thousands. What's wrong with this paragraph is the lie in the use of the word riots. They were not riots. They were part of a mass rebellion specifically called for by President Bush Jr.'s father and by a CIA radio station in Saudi Arabia. The Shia Muslims of Iraq obeyed Mr. Bush Sr.'s appeal, and, we were then, and they were then left to their fate by the Americans and British, who they had been given every reason to believe would come to their help. Just like the Hungarians, by the way, in 56. Yes. No wonder they died in their thousands, but that's not what the Blair dossier tells us. And anyone reading the weasel words, no doubt, are, that are insinuated throughout this text can only have profound concern about the basis for which Britain is now to go, set to go to war. The Iraqi weapon program is almost certainly seeking to enri uh, enrich uranium. It appears that Iraq is attempting to acquire a magnet production line. There is evidence that Iraq has tried to acquire specialized aluminum tubes used in the enrichment of uranium, but there is no definite intelligence that it are, is destined for a nuclear program. If Iraq obtained fissile material, Iraq could produce nuclear weapons in one or two years. It's difficult to judge whether al-Hussein missiles could be available for use. Efforts to regenerate the Iraqi missile program probably began in 1995, and so the dossier goes on, ifs and buts and probabilities and maybes. Now, maybe Saddam has restarted his WMD program. Let's say it all out 20 times. Saddam is a brutal, wicked tyrant. But our almost certainly appears, probably, and if really the rallying call to send our uh, grenadiers off to the uh, deserts of Kut al-Amara, wherever the hell that is, 
There's high praise for U.N. weapons inspectors, and there's more trickery in the relevant chapter. It quotes Dr. Hans Blix. We've been in the, through that before. Executive Chairman of the U.N. Inspection Commission is saying that the absence of post-1998 inspections, it's impossible to verify Iraqi disarmament compliance. But on August 16 of this year, the very same Dr. Blix told the AP that he couldn't say with certainty that Baghdad does possess weapons of mass destruction. This question is excised from the Blair dossier, of course. So there it is, if these pages of trickery are based on probably and if we have no business going to war, if they are all true, we murdered half a million Iraqi children. How's that for a war crime? Mm. Just mention that in passing, Tony. 1127 at 560 WQM. Let me tell you about an exciting thing coming up in just a couple of days. Pompano Park is back in action starting this Friday, September 27th. New first race post time, 7.15 p.m., and for the first time in the 40-year history of Pompano Park, there will be free clubhouse grand and, and, let me say it again, free clubhouse and free grandstand admission all season long, and as always, free general parking. Two new wagers this season come play the Super Super with a $10,000 bonus payout or try one of their two pick-four wagers. For opening night this Friday, there will be free prize drawings to win one of five trips for two to the Crystal Palace Casino and Hotel in Nassau, Bahamas. Bring the children out, too, because opening night will be the first of Pompano Park's monthly family, uh, family fun nights with free popcorn, coloring contests, clowns, face painting, animal balloons, gifts, and, of course, the fabulous Pompano Park miniature horses giving rides from 7 to 9 p.m. There will also be lots of giveaways, free spins on the prize wheel, I think they stole ours, and special displays for the parents, too. For the next three weeks, Pompano Park will be open for live racing every Friday and Saturday. The track is open, of course, every day, seven days and nights a week for simulcasting starting at noon. Pompano Park, Powerline Road, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard. Don't forget, new post time starting this Friday night, 7.15 p.m., free clubhouse, free grandstand admission, and free general parking as well. Live, live and local, we're Sports Radio 560, QAM. Dying over here. No Sodom's hiding a lot more than guns. Oi! They say they're weapons of mass destruction. I say we send a couple megatons bombing around. Oh! In the Gulf War, let him off the hook. I think it's time to give his butt a whoop. So it's time to load those B1s up on Iraq. On Iraq. Till there's nothing left to see. On Iraq. Till Saturn's six feet deep. On Iraq. Blow up the creed, bomb Iraq. And they say he's got some germs and chemicals that burn. And I load them up on skirts. If we land, we'd better beware. Because some of them scouts won't be done.
1134 can I read just one page, page 51 from this book, uh, Forbidden okay. Truth, to show you that it wasn't, we're not just blaming it on the Bushies, the Clinton administration, absolutely, totally inept, and of course, Bush won and Reagan before them. The former mediator between the United States and Sudan, Mansour Ijaz, a member of the prestigious Council on Foreign Relations, revealed that between 1996 and 2000, while Clinton was in office, the U.S. authorities spurned on several occasions the offers of the Sudanese government to help the, in the fight against al-Qaeda. In order to relax the economic sanctions weighing on Sudan, President Bashir offered to extradite Osama bin Laden to Saudi Arabia or seize bin Laden's economic network in Sudan. In February 1996, several Sudanese officials visited the U.S. to press their case. In the face of American refusal, Sudan settled for demanding the departure of bin Laden to Afghanistan in May of the same year. The Sudanese offer was renewed in 1997 and again in 1998. Mansour Ijaz confirms that U.S. authorities again refused all offers of help from Sudan, even when Sudan's intelligence services uh, offered to hand over dossiers compiled on bin Laden. Among these documents were intelligence on the activities of a serious bu uh, Syrian businessman who frequented the same mosque in Hamburg, Germany, as two of the suicide pilots of September 11th. An identical offer was made again in vain in July 2000 after the attack against the USS Kohl in Yemen. You believe whatever you want, okay, boys and girls? 328 votes on our poll. What's your take on TV show uh, Smallville, huh? which was a very emotional episode last night? Oh! It was just uh, a gut-wrencher. What's your take? Well, look at Tom Daschle. ...sizing the war, and I said, without question, I can't bring myself to believe that it is. I can't believe any president or any administration would politicize the war. But then I read in the paper this morning, now, even the president, the president is quoted in the Washington Post this morning as saying that Democratic, the Democratic-controlled Senate is not interested in the security of the American people. Not interested in the security of the American people? You tell Senator Inouye he's not interested in the security of the American people. You tell those who fought in Vietnam and in World War II they're not interested in the security of the American people. That is outrageous. Outrageous. The president ought to apologize to Senator Inouye yes. and every veteran who has fought in every war who is a Democrat in the United States Senate. Yes. He ought to apologize to the American people. That is wrong. We ought not politicize this war. We ought not politicize the rhetoric about war and life and death. I was in Normandy just last year. I've been in national cemeteries all over this country. And I have never seen anything but stars, the Star of David and crosses on those markers. I've never seen Republican and Democrat. Tom's pissed, baby. Tom Daschle, pissed and fired up. As again, it's that George W. mentality. You know, it's the good guys against the bad guys. It's us against them. It's the cowboys and the Indians. It's put on the old cowboy hat and the six-shooter, and let's go get the evildoers. You're either with us or against us.
That whole thing that he started, you know, back on uh, a year ago, right after 9-11, with that first speech about right. either with us or against us, uh, dividing everything into, like, black and white, mm -hmm. good and evil, uh, just uh, crap. My just way or the highway. Just crap. That's right. My way or the highway is absolutely correct, sir. The old gunslinging, uh, gun-toting bullcrap. So Tom Daschle actually grew a little pair there. He's a little bit uh, hoarse this morning. Huh? Maybe he rode Outrageous. Small, <laughs> small horse. Well, at least one thing he didn't say this morning was... Anthrax. He didn't say that. Okay, 20 before the hour. Let, let's get serious. Let's do the break. Let's uh, get into that noon hour. Let's give you a few laughs. We don't want to get all bogged down in this war stuff, even though it's coming, whether everybody likes it or not. And by the way, in spite of Tony Blair's impassioned appeal, the overwhelming majority of Brits are against uh, the Brits doing anything unless the U.N. Uh, drafts a resolution and they go in there and do the... And, and, and so was he, by the way. So was Tony Blair in his speech, which got twisted out of uh, context yesterday. He didn't say, hey, let's go in and uh, kick his ass. He said the U.N. needs to draft a resolution, and we need to go in there and take a look and uh, scour, et cetera, and so on. And if uh, they don't comply, then we'll go in there and kick his ass. Not just because we got the gun-toting uh, cowboy over there in the West. Very sad, pathetic. How's that market doing, by the way? It was off to a good start this morning. Dow's up 73, NASDAQ's up 14. Nothing spectacular. 77.57, you don't even want to know about it. By the way, some microsystems about two and a half bucks. Want some? Yeah. Got some palm, about 77 cents. For free? 20 till noon at 560 WQAM. The lights of West Boca. It doesn't give you anything for free over there, but just about next to it because they got the lowest prices in the universe on Atkins Diet products. That's right. The lights is your official Atkins Diet retail center, and all Atkins brands are 25% off today. Next, Sukkis. Hey, happy Sukkis. Every, uh, every day. Delights carries the complete line of Atkins Dodds products as well as over 500 delicious low-carb and sugar-free foods. For you fat people out there who are desperate to lose weight, believe me, low-carb dieting works for a lot of people. And if you want a store that's entirely devoted to you, this is the place. Delights of West Boca, they've been your leader in the low-carb, sugar-free diet field for years and years now. Over 100 of their slimmer and happy customers will testify. There's no better store. There's no competition. Delights will not be undersold. And, of course, they got those great pasta sauces, too, which I love, which are some of the best in the world with almost no carbs. And, of course, you can try anything in the store before you buy it, too, which you won't find it. Certainly not going to find that in your supermarket. The Delights friendly and knowledgeable staff will walk you through the store, point you in the right direction, show you the mess that Petey Lenny left on the floor, and cheer you on as the pounds come flying off your formerly <coughs> tubby body. Don't forget, there's only one Delights of West Boca. It's devoted to you and your weight loss efforts. Open every day, seven days a week till 10 p.m. You'll find them on the northeast corner of Glades and 441 in Boca. You can call them at this toll-free number, 1-877-LOW-CARB, and you can uh, check them out on the web if you like it. Lowcarb.com. Don't forget that's the Lights of West Boca, your official Atkins Diet Retail Center. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. I have just tasted your snapper. It's big, Neil. It's bigger than both of us. There is a child living down in Mexico who has to go to work every day. Sits at his desk, making clothes for Kathy Lee. Loves the work, but doesn't love the pay. Boy, they are the kids who make the clothing. They are the ones who make a buck a day, so quit complaining. It's just clothes they're making. The kind you love to buy 
It's true, they make a buck a day with Kathy Lee. 145, what do you want? That's what Carlos is making. Now you got to start slow. You know, you can't start at the top of the totem pole. That's what Ron Diaz always said. 346 votes on our poll, speaking of polls, and we asked, what's your take on the uh, TV show Smallville? Certainly one of the most brilliant shows. See, it's not just the fact that there's uh, hot-looking people on that show. It's a good show. You don't think? It's a, it's a fine show. Nothing the wrong with it. The stories are compelling, and they're uh, they're interesting, and they like leave you hanging for a little bit more, and whatever. That bump on the back of Lex's head really bugs me, though. Well, I, I think he may bump him off, is what may happen. Because now, as last night's episode ends, they're still buddy-buddy, and uh, even even well, he saves, uh, what's-his-name, Jonathan's life, Lex, by shooting the other guy, the uh, nosy reporter. And finally, they reach out, and a little, a little bit of a handshake, but you just have that feeling like, uh, this ain't going to last too long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. ain't going to last too long. Senate approves into... Oh, and by the way, something. Yes. I have this noon to one hour that I'm compiling today, or Wednesday noon to one hour. I think uh, it's going to be amazing. Okay. I'm, I'm just looking. I'm taking a look at the resources that we have here available for this hour. I think it's going to be pretty entertaining, as they say in the business. Entertaining. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Senate approves independent panel to approve September 11th attacks. The Senate voted yesterday to set up an independent commission with broad powers to investigate the events leading to the 9-11 attacks in their aftermath. President Bush again urged Congress to finish work on his proposed Homeland Security Department. The vote to create the new 10-member commission was 90-8 to 8 and came less than a week after the Bush administration dropped its opposition. The measure by Senators Jew Lieberman, Democratic Connecticut, and John McCain, Republican of Arizona, was an attached as an amendment to the Homeland Security Bill. And we're glad to see McCain's face healing up again, too, you know it? Yeah. He's looking a lot better now. He was looking pretty grim there for a while. Uh, McCain said the commission's work will tell the American people the truth about how our government was not prepared for the threat of catastrophic terrorism last September. Earlier, the Senate defeated by a 70 to 28 uh, measure by Senator Robert Byrd of West Virginia that would have required Bush to gain additional congressional approval in three stages over 13 months as 22 federal agencies are transferred to a new cabinet-level agency. Bush told reporters after a cabinet meeting that there's still time to get a Homeland Security bill done, one which will give us all the tools necessary to protect the homeland. I think Tom Welling's got all the tools we need. The commission idea gained a boost with last week's reversal by the administration, which had opposed an independent panel, but is now endorsing it. The White House objects to some language in the Senate measure, but McCain said a compromise was within reach. The Senate-created commission's probe would be much broader than a House version limited mainly to post-9-11 intelligence issues. The Senate panel would have authority to look into the roles of law enforcement, commercial aviation, U.S. diplomacy, border control, and immigration, in addition to intelligence. An initial report would be due within six months, with a final report within a year on recommendations to prevent future attacks. The measure authorizes $3 million to cover the commission's costs. Opponents of the defeated Congressional Oversight Amendment said it would unduly delay implementing a Homeland Security Agency urgently needed to protect Americans inside U.S. borders. There would be no assurance in the end that anything would be transferred to the new department, said Senator Jew Lieberman, chief sponsor of the Democratic Homeland Security Bill. It would indefinitely remain a bare-bones department. The FBI was aware this is in a Herald, so it must be true. Could be. You think? Maybe. The FBI was aware as early as 1998 that terrorist groups were planning to send students to the U.S. for pilot training, and that Osama bin Laden's personal pilot attended a flight school in Oklahoma, later attended by Zacharias Musawi. 
But those earlier reports, along with the Phoenix FBI agents' warning in 2001 about terrorists taking flight training and the Musawi case in Minnesota, were never analyzed together at FBI headquarters, a joint House Senate investigation revealed yesterday. You see the one FBI agent who was sitting again behind the thing there and said, you jeopardized my lives by revealing my identity? No, I didn't. There was a screen yeah. in front of him. Somebody leaked it out. I'm not saying did you see him, but did you hear the no, comment? I saw the thing, yes. One Minneapolis, smart ass, one Minneapolis agent became so frustrated that FBI headquarters didn't take on the Musawi case. Seriously, they told a Washington agent on August 27th he was trying to make sure Musawi did not take control of a plane and fly it into the World Trade Center. A direct quote. FBI headquarters replied, that's not going to happen. We don't know he's a terrorist. You don't have enough to show he's a terrorist. And by the way, in that book, Forbidden Truth, the French are ahead of the information and gave it to us over and over again. But we just didn't We couldn't be confused with it. The Minneapolis agent said he wasn't speaking literally, but merely trying to get headquarters' attention. Three FBI agents testifying behind a black screen to conceal their identities said it yesterday, hearing that communications inside the FBI have improved since 9-11, but not enough, according to the Phoenix agent. Not enough. The investigative staff concluded no one will ever know whether a greater focus on the connection between those events would have led to the unraveling of the 9-11 plot, but clearly it might have drawn greater attention to the possibility of a terrorist attack in the U.S., generated a heightened state of alert regarding such attacks, and prompted more aggressive investigation and intelligence gathering, it says. How do you like that, huh? Like I kept saying, it seems to me I kept saying in those days after 9-11, this didn't have to happen. Since we were already getting this information back then, this didn't have to happen. But when you have a government where the right hand not only doesn't tell the left hand what's going on, doesn't even know where to find the left hand. West Nile virus stretching health resources, CDC says. The epidemic of West Nile virus, which has killed 94 people this year and made nearly 2,000 stick, stick, sick, has stretched the resources of the U.S. public health system, officials said yesterday. The virus has also thrown up a few surprises, spreading faster than predicted, causing a previously unseen polio-like disease in some and getting into donated blood and organs, the officials told the U.S. Congress. Dr. Julie Gerberding, director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said the agency received $29 million this year to spend fighting West Nile virus. That money was used to shore up surveillance and tracking in birds, she told a hearing of the Senate Governmental Affairs Committee. Although the agency responded well to the epidemic, Gerberding said she thought the system was stretched. When in doubt, stretch it out. West Nile, first diagnosed in a Ugandan woman in 1937, is common in Africa, southern Europe, and the Middle East, but only appeared in the West in 1999. It spread to much of the country this year, as well as Canada Oy. and the Cayman Islands. The population we're most concerned about are the elderly people who are at highest risk of the severe form of the disease, disease Gerberding said. Bird serves as host of the West Nile virus. Let me say it again. Birds serve as the host of the West Nile virus, which is spread by mosquitoes to other birds, as well as to people, horses, and squirrels. Most mosquitoes that transmit this virus live in suburban backyards, Gerberding said. She advised people to wear long sleeves and pants, use insect repellents, and drain standing water from bird bats in outside containers. Dr. Jesse Goodman, Deputy Director of the FDA's Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research, said it's important to develop screening tests to protect the nation's blood supply and scarce donor organs. Protect your organ at all costs, okay? Okay. Judge declares death penalty unconstitutional. Oy. The federal death penalty law was ruled unconstitutional by a U.S. District Court judge yesterday, calling into question capital cases all across the country. Judge William Sessions said a trio of recent U.S. Supreme Court cases has forced judges to reexamine how capital punishment is imposed and has made it impossible to continue using the federal statute. Capital punishment is under siege, Sessions wrote. Well, let's take care of that too, good bitch, right away then, okay, before they change their mind. Let's go. The federal law unconstitutionally denies people convicted of capital crimes the right to confront and cross-examine witnesses before they are sentenced to death, he said. 
If the death penalty is to be part of our system of justice, due process of law and the fair trial guarantees of the Sixth Amendment require that standards and safeguards governing all kinds of evidence juries may consider must be rigorous and constitutional rights and liberties scrupulously protected, he'd be saying. To relax those standards invites abuse and significantly undermines the reliability of decisions to impose the death penalty. The federal prosecutor in the Vermont case involving a man accused of carjacking, kidnapping, and murder said he was nearly certain he would ask an appeals court to overrule Sessions. I anticipate or have every expectation that we'll take an appeal, U.S. Attorney Peter Hall said. And here's some good news for you. Like I said, here's some bad news for you. I'm not even going to get to the Rumsfeld story, the one about Hermann Göring Rumsfeld, who says the NATO alliance must, alliance must gain powers. I, I think he's losing it. He, I think he's become William Hague all over again. Alexander Hague, whatever the hell the guy's name was. Heinrich Himmler. Alexander the Great. Frito-Lay, Inc., whose chips are frequently a target for nutrition, said yesterday it would eliminate an especially harmful type of fat from its products and offer more reduced fat snacks. Like I said, bad news. Fast food and snack makers have come under increasing pressure to help reverse a trend toward more obesity, especially among American chillin'. By early next year, Frito-Lay said they'll switch from hydrogenated oils containing trans fatty acids. Who's been screaming about those for years on this show, by the way? To corn oil. Oh, corn oil's no good. In cooking some of its most popular salty chips like Doritos, Tostitos, and Cheetos. I do like Tostitos. Mm-hmm. And Doritos. And Cheetos. And Cheetos. And what are those orange things? Those are Cheetos. Like I said, I like them. I don't eat them, but I like them. Mm. The company will also roll out reduced fat versions of its Lay's potato chips and Cheetos in the next few months, joining lighter products such as its baked Lay's and baked Tostitos chips. I like baked Lay's, too, as a matter of fact. You can't, yeah. eat, only, uh, you can't eat, eat only one bag. I don't like the baked ones. Oh, I like them. You can't eat only one uh, pound. <laughs> Frito-Lay is also developing products such as broccoli-flecked huh? <laughs> chips. Oh, brother, let's try that one more time or not, as the case may be. Broccoli fleck chips to appeal to health-conscious consumers. So in other yeah. words, it's like a dog. And oh, look at that. There's broccoli in there. Right. Uh, fleck broccoli. Alvarado Brew, chief executive of Frito-Lay North America, said that Frito-Lay is working to be part of a solution to the obesity problem. He said uh, sales of healthier snacks are growing at 20% a year, almost as fast as our waistlines are growing, is what he said. <laughs> you can't eat only 5,000, is what he said. Axe murderer. Don't forget, join George and uh, Miguel and Boca Brian and Carlos and maybe Fat Boy Treasure Island on 5 to 7. Prizes, two-for-one drinks, and uh, maybe get laid, maybe get some head. Who knows what you're going to get? There'll be some head on your beer anyway at Treasure Island. Hey, speaking of a fat, boy, what good timing. Huh? What a good segue by accident into the Balance for Life spot. The Beast, who's on vacation this week and is coming back to get fired next week, although he already knows it off that morning show, he's lost 55 pounds. I, I guarantee you we saved his life. I mean, maybe not no immediately, question. but o- over a period of time, this man didn't have a long way to go. He's 5'4", he weighed almost 300 pounds, and he's lost 55 pounds in just a few months in balance for life. And the reason he can do it is because you're not starving. You don't have to count calories. You don't have to, like, do your own discipline because they do all of that for you. They bring you that little black sack by 6 o'clock in the morning every day of your life. You just fill out your little menu choices. you got two choices for each meal, and that's the only choice you have to worry about. No counting calories, no counting carbs, no counting anything except counting on the fact that the sack will be there every day, which it will. And in your black sack, there are three delicious gourmet meals made with the finest ingredients that money can buy, good fresh stuff, lots of veggies and stuff that's good for you but very tasty, and two delicious snacks are in there, too, and a bottle of water as well. So what, the hell, what more could you want? All the food you want is in there for the entire day, and you don't have to worry about not being full because, believe me, you'll be full to the pupic. So uh, pick up that phone and call Balance for Life today and start losing weight the painless, easy, delicious way by getting on the Balance for Life program. Call 954-568-3229. 
And tell that uh, Troy, by the way, to slow down a little bit on that spot. He sounds like uh, he's on helium. 954-568-3229. Or check out their website, if you like, at balanceforlife.com. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. Well, uh, it be the 12 to 1 hour on WQAM. Gee, thanks for being nice to me today, Mo. Ah, don't mention it, Goldie. You're not going to get raped again today, are you, Mo? Nah, you know why? Why's that, Mo? Because rape's not funny. But I ain't going to be a mean man no more. If they think that's funny, that's fine by me. Wow, you really changed your way. Ah, forget about it. I'm turning over a whole new Fig Newton leaf. You have a nice day in paradise, my cuddly friend. Hey, Mo! Look out for that truck! Mo looked like a shapeless pile of gold. To show my respect, I stole his shoes. I wasn't even cold before that bastard boosted my shoes. I don't want to say I'm glad. Outside of being a nasty old schmuck, he wasn't bad. It's a Mahaya. Oh, Howard Davis dead. Oh, Howard Davis dead, but his wig lives on. Oh, Howard Davis dead, but his wig lives on. Oh, Howard Davis dead, but his wig lives on. Oh, Howard Davis dead, but his wig lives on. Oh, Howard Davis dead, but his wig lives on. Forget about it. That's what I say. How's that for a funny show idea? If I may borrow a phrase from the great Marty Allen, hello there. Everybody in Paradise Land, I'm Howard the David. I hope you'll join me each and every Friday for my Forget About It show. That's when I open the phone lines to all three of my regular low-income callers and let them vent on what's bothering them. I was up all night dreaming this one up. At first, I thought of going with hand puppets like uh, Sandy Becker or maybe a poll to uh, vote for Quisper Quake. But management and I agree, this will be a real showstopper. Now, I run a family-type show here, so I don't want no references to sticks, jigaboos, or faggot jizz guzzlers. Other than that, I promise you a hilarious cacophony, a hijinks, and open conversation. Forget about it Friday. That goes for listening to 560 WQAM. Welcome back to the Mo Howard David Show, where we're chock full of zany but good, clean family fun. You know that pipe-smoking jizz-guzzler thinks rape is funny? Is that funny? Planes crashing into buildings is funny, too, huh? What? 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 Since when is gang rape funny? Especially when it's me getting my tea bag grabbed. What a jackass. Hey, how about them hurricanes? No, 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 don't go tap dancing when I talk. This is important. They don't know comedy. I'll show them comedy. Today I brought my collection of Lum and Abner tapes. Who? Lum and Abner, you moron. They even named the restaurant after Lum. Uh-oh. Ah, you clueless schmuck. We'll get back to that later. Right now it's time for our transcendent mid-show snack. Bring the morning mayor his food. Ooh. Ah, here they are. My favorite place to dine. Zygotza Boca. Dig in, everybody. Mm, what is it, shrimp? Looks like a donut. No, it's uh, the veined embryos from Planned Parenthood in the hood. Uh, well, it's good. Try it with the uh, cocktail sauce. Hey, hey, Beast, we'll play that Alice Cooper record. Dead babies, uh, there's a little atmosphere for you to help it go down the gullet. Hey, baby, I really dig that Alice Cooper. See? I'm with it, and I'm hip. 
I'm a hipster. <laughs> if these punks only knew what was good. Here, I got some more sense in here to cleanse your palate. Thanks, Mo. All right. Well, we got Meathead Mad Dog coming up at one, followed by that fat Jew right after the queer and the spirit. What's that? It's a plane! It's a plane! Quick, quick! It's headed right for your ass, Mo! Bend over, quick! Five sixty WQAM is proud to announce Howard David is dead. Hey, they killed Howard. Forget about it. Consequently, after days of intensive shock therapy, management emerged with a brand new lineup for the vacationing Howard David. Starting tomorrow, wake up with the Joe Mark and Son Show. Radio the way it was intended to be, with periodic sports updates by Gildy. That's the 560 WQAM presents the Mo and Joe Show. Ratings tanked bad with our last failure, so we're going to try this now. At least we're consistent. To get in touch with Mo and Joe, just, uh, what's the point? This is Howard the David. Welcome back to the Mo and Joe Show. So, uh, what do you know, uh, Joe? Well, it's nice to be here. You don't mind this uh, 18-hour shift, huh, kid? Oh, no, not at all. You uh, getting paid extra for this? Well, they said they're gonna... <laughs> you know what your problem is, kid? What? You're stupid. I'm not. Yes, you are. You're stupid. Just like that guava-loving spick, your buddy over there. Hey, come on. This isn't... I mean, we didn't even get started uh, yet. Shut up. You want to work my show? You'll do as you're told. Okay. Now get over here. Where? Over here? Yeah, that's right. Right here? Now come here. Okay. Now get over there. All right. Come here. Okay. Get over there. All right. Yes, sir. Now get over here. Okay. Now come here. I'm over here. Not there. Oh. Over here. Oh, sorry. Now get over there. I'm, I'm, now come here. I'm, I'm coming over now, look, we got a break coming up, so why don't you go outside and wait for it to snow, huh? Now, just a minute. Yep. I don't have to. Yep. Okay. I said, go wait for it to snow. Okay. Oh, and uh, while you're at it, yeah. get the QAM van ready for my appearance at the Hollywood Fashion Center. Hey, well, look, I can't. Ah, don't worry, kid. It's an automatic. Okay. Now, hands gray. Okay. No, no, not K. It's, that'll be very good, sir. Okay. At 560 WQAM, we just can't seem to get the morning show right. So once again, we sought the advice of our crackhead chicken hawk consultant. And we apologize for that, too. And now, 560 WQAM proudly presents the Mogan David Show. Hey, David. Morning, Mo. That... I said good morning. Do you know who I am? Mogan David. Yeah? Yeah. That's good, because uh, I forgot who I was. What's your name again, Felcher? No, Geldy. But you can call me Geldy. What is this here? Locks. Locks? With a bagel. Uh, too salty. Stop. Take it back. I want fresh Nova. Okay. Get that out of here. Oh. And while you're out, get me coffee. I got a punch card full here for Scoogins. Yeah. I get a free cup. Wait a minute, are we supposed to talk about sports? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll ever tell you about the time I had lunch with Joe Peppertone. No! Uh, how about that hurricane uh, shuffleboard team? They don't got that no more. Since when? Since they got rid of the rocket porches on Collins Avenue. Well, it's a good thing I bought the new Mahjong rules. Woohoo! see the card? Yeah, crack it, man, crack it, man. Oh, <laughs> I got your crack right here. Bam! <laughs> what was that? 
night I flipped my wig. Phew! It smells bad in here like toe cheese. Dad, so what do you say we do a nice remote from the festival flea market? Sounds good to me. Dad, they got a lot of nice benches, Dad. Okay, let's go. Okay. Hey, let's get out of here. What's that crap they played down the hall? That's power! Power 96. Well, garbage. The kids today don't know what's good. Like that song, uh, I'm happy I live in a split-level head. You remember that? <laughs> How can you... Listen. I'm happy I live in a split-level head. I'm happy I live in a split-level head. You don't remember that? No. No? Why am I surrounded by morons? Come on, Howie. Don't you call me Howie. I've had enough insubordination from you, pal. You shut up, fatso. Okay, that's it. You're all fired. You fat, stupid boob. You listen to me. You're fired. Tell me that goes for you, too. You know who I am? I'm the king of our red dice. <laughs> I came down here after losing my job to be a big fish in a little pond. Duh. When they kicked me off ESPN, they told me don't come back again. I had some problems with wise guys who advised I move to paradise. Florida. Fired. That bank deal ain't no Louis Nye. That guy was funny. You're all fired! And I hope that kid's guzzler dies! I hope he dies! And I hope you all die! I'm a big fish in a little pond, see? A big fish in a little pond! Is anybody listening to me? I'm a big fish in a little pond! A big fish in a little pond! A big fish in a little pond! Yeah! Why doesn't anybody enjoy me? Ten minutes past noon at 560. I was just thinking of a great name for the new book of Brian CD. Yeah. Mo Bits from Boca Brian. That's incredibly clever. Isn't that cute? That's genius. Yeah, Mo Bits from Boca Brian. I think that's cute. With like a little apostrophe in there. There you go, Boca. No extra charge. Anyway, it's our noon to one Wednesday hour. If you wonder what's going on here, we play all bits between noon and one on Wednesday. Mo Bits, uh, Mo Often on QAM. And why the hell not? It's like in the middle of the week, we decided this is a really good day, propitious moment to like lighten things up just a little bit. I mean, who the hell wants to hear Wolf Blitzkrieg? That's where our ruler, I mean. See what I'm saying? We don't want to hear all this crap. Showdown, Iraq. Just lighten it up a little bit, okay? We know we're going to blow up the world eventually, so in the meantime, let's have a good time before we do it. Hey, with your busy lifestyle, you need to get a little something good in your body. Here's something you can pop right in your little ugly puss, and that's Oleomed. It's a great little capsule that contains all kinds of good stuff for you. Pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with vitamins and minerals and herbals, and they have a different product which is designed to help different parts of your health. There's one specifically designed to help your heart, one to lower your blood pressure, one for your cholesterol and your prostate. There's one to help your circulatory system, your digestive endocrine system, your skin, your bones, even your mind, all using the benefits of the purest, best olive oil that money can buy. And please keep in mind that Oleomed makes products specifically for men and some for you ladies out there as well. It's an outstanding new product that lots of people are popping right now as we speak. Picks them up today at Whole Food Markets, at Walgreens, including the one over there in Plantation that where the uh, pizza loft's going to be behind starting next Monday. Sudano is in Navarro Pharmacies. For more information, call Oleomed toll-free. They'll answer all your questions. 1-866-Oleomed. Ask them about Skippy, too, when you call. I'll say what? 1-866-Oleomed. And you can order their products on their website, too, at oleomedamerica.com. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours. 
QAM. Howard David. I am Mo Howard David, decrepit and I'm ancient. All over my old face are blue and reddish, purple veins. I don't know why they hate me, or why they always rape me. It must be because I got these blue and reddish, purple veins. A vein pop on my arm like a Ram McNally map of lock or what? I got veins on my nose, nobody knows that under my clothes I wear pantyhose. But that don't mean that I'm gay. If you think my arms are bad, you ought to see my legs. I might as well keep them smooth and shaved to show a little class the next time I'm raping it. I could go to a surgeon, but that gives me the shivers. I would not want to walk out looking like Joan Rivers. But where am I here? I fired the beast, the fat little freak. I did him a favor, now he can't afford to eat. The reason I dismissed that stinking fat bastard is because he wouldn't shut up, and he can't play canasta. Hey, somebody talking over there? Nobody talks when I rap. I rap, then you talk. Hey, look at me. I'm hip, hip. I ain't no square. I'm a ding-dong daddy, man. I'm really dead. I fire anyone I want. I don't care. Especially if they make me flip my wig made of smelly green hair. I get fired myself. It even happens to the greats. Westwood once said, you get out of here or else we break your legs. So now I sit by the pool. Life's as good as it gets. With my paladin cocktail, placing bets on the jets. In paradise. Paradise. I don't kiss nobody's ass in paradise. I'll be slipping down the stupids when I get the chance, but the cleaners aren't ready with my lime green pants. How long does it take? Kelly, call a complaint. It was just a little thought, so what I left this day. Oh, you think that's funny? Want a knuckle sandwich, buddy? I can do what I want, because the management loves me. Gonna tell you something, Mo? Something you ought to know. For the longest time, I wanted you to be my own. You ain't my type, pal. Now answer me. Tell Mel. What are you doing? I won't take no for an answer. Get out of here. Not you. Get out of here. Get Welcome back to the glittering pageantry of the Mohawk and David Show. We have a full docket today, including the cavalcade of articulate athlete interviews. You know that pipe smoker's still at it. What? 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 Singing those songs, making fun of me. They make fun of me all the time. I don't know why they don't adore me. There, everything will be all right, Mo. Get your hands off me, you fairy. You queer, you tube jumper. Real men don't touch, only during the game. Yes, master. They want singing. I'll give them singing. Get on a piano. Over there. Okay, Mo. Now, hit it. Back in my day, men were straight. Being gay is hip today. That's why I can't tolerate his guzzling gaze. Sport holes weren't gay back then. Stop it, you moron! What's the matter, Mo? My wig fell off again. Okay. All right, where were we? Sport holes were in case. Uh, I'll take it from here. The guys that like to worship men. Good thing we won't see Paul in Norway, Madam, again. 
didn't need to toothbrush, they didn't. Or to tickle Harry Taint. Jesus Christ, I really hate. Jizz guzzling Five sixty WQAM presents the Opie and Anthony Show with Mo Howard David. This is Opie, and I'm Anthony. Yeah, wait a minute, it's me with the low voice. Oh, yeah, you got the affected voice. Okay. <clears throat> hi, Anthony. Yeah, hi, Opie, and uh, let's not forget our old pal Mo Howard David. Uh, yeah, I was wondering how long it would take for you two punks to get around to me. <laughs> I really hit the big time, huh? Here I am with the Opie on Anthony. Hey, Mo. What? Take off your pants. Yeah, we're gonna rape you now. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. This is a family show. Ah, uh, wrong. This is the Go Pee on Anthony show. Now, come on, stretch. I thought you guys only did that in church. Yeah. Hey, get your hands out of there. Get out of there. Get up and submit. Touch my oh, delicates. Come on. Don't touch my delicates. I'm tender. <laughs> why does everybody want to rape me? Why? Because we think it's funny. That's why. Yeah, and you That's got a nice back. Oh, I got news for you, Kelly. I'm still spry. Why, I ought to mobilize you. Oh. Oh. I got his hands tied open. Oh. Want the red ball? No, not for this. All right, Ma, open wide for Chunky. Let's sing that together now, shall we? Okay. Open wide for Chunky. Uh. All right, stop spanking, Anthony. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, use your lips. No teeth. No teeth. I said no teeth. Ready for some medieval love. You're not the boss of me now. Yeah, I really sound like that. Mitsubishi guy now, don't I? For the gift. Bring out the gift. Well done. Take it away, Mo. What? You're just going to leave me here? We'll be right back. I'm 560. Mm. I feel so used. And that's why I think the Jets will have a championship season. The Jets? And what did I tell you? You don't talk till I say you can talk. This is the beast. I said shut up, fatso. But you're like a father to me. You don't talk till I'm done talking. When I'm done talking, then you talk. Okay, I'll... Hey, beast, come here. What? Come here. I want you to meet a friend of mine, Mr. Golf Club. Why, I ought to... I'm going to show you the business end of this thing. Come in. This court sentences you to 20 years in Oz. What'd you invoke? I uh, tore the tag off my mattress. Uh, Looks like we'll be uh, bunkmates. Uh, the name's Mo Howard David. Star of stage, screen, and paradise. What's yours? Big old me coffee. Hmm, you got so tan. Right, thank you. Uh, hey! What you so powder and drill, huh? I'm gonna make you my woman. Ain't nobody gonna stop you. God! 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 Alright, uh, shower time. You got ten minutes. Who wants to be safe in here? Yo, bow tie. Yo, man. Get load of our new Linda Blair over there. Ain't so pretty. Okay. Hey, don't embarrass me like that. Do you know who I am? Okay, man. Bend over and pick it up now. All right. But I expect a written apology on my test one. That broom hand of bow tie. I'll take the front. The warden will see you now. Thanks. Well, Mr. David. Hello, warden. Jack. Jack, warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, warden. Yes? I keep getting raped. Oh, isn't that a shame? 
I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time somebody... But now drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad. This is Oz. <laughs> Favors don't come cheap. <laughs> yo, 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 let's rate mo Radio Big Shot. That's how we pass the time away in the gay old jail of Oz. Dolphins, can't afford any mistakes. This play is crucial. Packs are at the knife formation. That means, uh, from my vantage point, they're shaped like a letter I. Uh, kind of like uh, the June Taylor dances. That has got to be the most freaking, freaking stupidest thing I've ever heard. First, and the secondary, and thirdly, the outcome of this game is invariably contingent on how adroitly they uh, do uh, put the thing in the thing. Uh, are you uh, watching the same game I'm watching? Did you? So I... well, now it's uh, time for a transcendent mid-game interview. So, Binky, are you happy? I hate WQM again, and I had it up to here with your show. Up to here! All right, sport fan. Dolphins are in a critical situation. They need this field goal if they expect to win this game. And uh, they call a timeout. So uh, let's go to the phone, shall we? Fast Eddie in Collier City. What do you know? What do you say? It's a great game, Howard. Thanks. Yeah, what's your take on the Marlins? Well, if you ask me. And do you mind if uh, we call the game here? Why, uh, what happened? They missed the field goal. And oh, well, uh, let's go to our sideline reporter. Take it away, Galdi. Take this. What are you talking about? Sit down and shut up. Uh, you see this hand? Yeah. I'm going to take this hand and crush your head like a peanut. You want me to kiss your ass? I don't kiss nobody. <laughs> you get your hands off me, you big boom. I'll have you fire boom. 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 Whoa! Top 26 at 560, WQM. So we have a new beast bit in? Yes. Well, let's play that right out of the uh, break when we come back, right out I... of my uh, drop-in. What a great half hour that was, you know what? I'm almost breathless. I need a towel. Anyway, is there still anybody out there who isn't playing at VIPSportsbook.com? God forbid. No, God. Then I better tell you, you're missing out on a really great sportsbook. You hear a lot of ads these days, but you need to do some research before you plunk down your hard-earned cash and plunge your guts out at some unstable third-world sportsbook in some god-awful place like maybe Sweetwater. Let me help you out. VIPSportsbook.com is the only book to be unanimously endorsed by all the industry watchdogs, every single one of them. They're Dutch-based and one of the first online sportsbooks. So if you want to go out and roll over a lifetime, at that time, you better be with the best sportsbook going, and VIPSportsbook.com is the one. The football season, as we know, is in full force. You need to be with the best, VIPSportsbook.com. So open an account online and get you a 15% cash sign-up bonus. And don't forget, they got the highest parlay odds anywhere in the universe, up to 2,000 to 1. So get over to VIPSportsbook.com, plunge your uh, living guts out, and play at a book with class. Call toll-free 1-866-VIP-BETS. That's 1-866-VIP-BETS. Or go to uh, VIPSportsbook.com and get that 15% cash bonus for signing up online. VIPSportsbook.com, where you and Gary Cerner are the VIPs. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. In the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. 
560 WQAM presents Leave It to Beast. Starring Mo Howard David as Mo. Paul Lynn as Gay Carlos. Stephen J. Goldstein as Wally. And Brian London as the Beast. I'm home. Hey, where's the hat stand? I ain't got no place to hang my wig. I moved it. I had another piercing accident. Watch out for the puddle. Whoa! Why didn't the beast clean this up? He's upstairs with Wally. Gee, beast, you better clean that pee puddle before Mo gets home. Um, gee, I don't know, Wally. It's kind of icky. Ha-ha! So, you didn't clean the pee puddle, huh? You fat little bastard. You tub-a-lod. You walking goiter. Told you he'd get sore. Don't be so hard on the boy. Hey, come here, beast. Time we had a little chat. Um, I don't know. Okay. No, you don't say anything till I'm through. Understand it? Okay. Yep, I said not till I'm done talking. But you... Yep, but I... All right, that's it. Remember my friend here, Mr. Belt? Belt, 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 belt. Will you stop? I said stop it. You shut your mouth, you pipe-smoking poof. Okay, but don't stand near the window. What for? Because you might fall down. This one is to let all you people know how a stoner feel. You know, real high. Uh, can you pass the brownies? Look at that pot so glorious And the agent I was curious So I asked my mom for some cannabis To smoke before school on the bus Got my friends to love the pot Every day, every night, we just can't stop One day we even towed up with a cop Smoking a big fat hookah Say I plant my seeds, seeds, seeds For my weed, weed, weed We shit, we're free, free, free Gonna run again Say I plant my seeds, seeds, seeds For my weed, weed, weed For my bong let me smoke that bong, baby. That bong, 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 bong. I love it when I smoke the bong, just like Cheech and Chong. Yeah, yeah. That bong, 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 bong. Look at that pot so glorious. At the age of nine, I was curious, so I asked my mom for some cannabis. Used to smoke before school on the bus. Got my friends to love the pot Every day of an hour Just can't stop One day we even Soaked up with a cop Smoking a big fat hookah Say I plant my seeds Seeds, seeds For my weed Weed, weed Wish it were free Free, free Gonna roll it again Say I plant my seeds Seeds, seeds For my weed Weed, weed For my bong Let me smoke That bong Baby that bong, the bong, bong, bong. I love when I smoke the bong. Just like Cheech and Chong, yeah, yeah. That bong, the bong, bong, bong. Hey, Jimmy, man. Yeah, yeah, pass it right over here. Welcome back to the Howard David Show, where we run a clean family type of, what do you call it there, show here. 
No homo talk about queers like that juke fag kike that follows me. <laughs> I ain't gonna make the same goddamn mistake Soupy Sales made. Uh, what? What are you? You remember when he told the kids to put their hands in their parents' thing? Oh, yeah, vividly. No, we're gonna talk sports here with a little humor based on the comedy stylings of Jack Boom Boom Carter. Oh, yeah. Say, ain't it a beautiful day in paradise, huh? Paradise? Why, sure. Better than New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're from New York, right? Da, I'm from Canarsie. All right, pipe down. I just flipped my wig again. So, what'd you come down here for? Well, I, I had to. Besides, uh, this right here. This is paradise. I guess I can say I kind of miss New York. Why? Dad, don't you want to go back sometime? I, uh, I, I can't go back. How come? Well, they told me in no uncertain times. Uh, let's not get into that right now. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So, uh, you, you hear the news? Huh? I said, have you heard the news? No. They're going to suspend that little hostile Julio. That's right. They ought to let that little spit bastard go. What did he do? I just don't like him. Ain't that good enough? A little over the top, don't you think? Are you arguing with me? No. Do you know who I am? I got the power of Greg Reed behind me. Come on, take it easy. I want to fire them all. will you? You! You're fired, too! Huh? Get out of my place of business! This ain't your place of business! Why, you... Why, you? you're the... Ah. Ah. Get out of here, you... Ah. 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 Get out of here, in yet another feeble attempt for a morning number, the 560 WQAM Programming Brain Trust proudly presents the Mo Howard Show. And the uh, two other people that are in the studio. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Mo Howard Show. Hey, look, look, we're on the air. Oh, oh, where, where? Over here, you moron. Oh, that hurt, Mo. Ah, pull your pants down and help me with the show. Okay, say. Ricky Williams. My, you... Now, see here, you moron. We ain't talking about no fish on my show, see? Only sports I like. Now, come here, you muttonhead. <laughs> Say, get a load of that dame over there. What's her name? Oh, that's Carolyn. Say, you think I ought to... Don't do it, Mo. It's a family show. Out of my way. No, Mo. Hey, baby, come here. That's a good idea. I'm a big star, you know. Come on, <laughs> sweet cakes. I just want to touch your hair. Come on, baby. <laughs> Don't miss the Mo Howard Show each and every morning on 560 WQAM. Not that anybody cares anymore. We blew most of the audience off already, so so why not? Just 
A schmutz Ford hole in Heller, the kind that Greg Reed likes. He's just another New York failure, forced to move to paradise. No show, oh Howard has no show. His toupee reeks with smell. Howard David Blow. 21 till uh, 1 at 560 WQM. So, again, we'll do the same thing again. If you got something else there? Yes. Well, why not? All right. When in doubt, let's uh, pull it out. You know, I'm I'm discovering things here that I have maybe played only like once or twice. You know that? Yeah, I I know. Did you see the lines ringing, by the way? For what? The the phone lines. Did you notice them ringing? I wasn't paying any attention. Oh, what what does that mean? Well, the phone lines were all ringing during the past half hour. For what? Well, that's what I wanted to know. So I had Carlos pick some up. Yeah. People what dying dying on the other. <laughs> Right. Well, sure, this is great entertainment, folks. And if some people would lighten up a little bit, they'd understand that. They'd understand it. But, of course, we got some hard-ass people. And, of course, you know, when you got bad varicose veins, that's probably like a hardening of the arteries. Hardening of the Rectum. ass, too, you know, which leads to hemorrhoids. And then those people do become a pain in the ass. At any rate, we're just having our usual Wednesday noon to one good time. Tell everybody in the world this is the time to, like, lighten up and get away from all the bull crap, you know, all the gloom and doom and the world is coming to win. Who the hell needs that, you know? Some people take things too serious, I think. And that's kind of stupid. See, now I'm starting to do that again. I had weaned myself off of that crap, and I'm starting to do it again. You know, I got that Todd Rex thing sitting over here, and I'm so tempted to use that today, too, but I'll save it. You know, there's never been a better time to purchase a new home or refinance your existing home than right now while I'm speaking. How about this rate, 3.95%. That's right. Financial Group can offer you an unprecedented 3.95%. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call Financial Group at their toll-free number, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. The money you're going to save is unbelievable. Think about it. You can get yourself a $100,000 loan for only 450 bucks a month or a $200,000 loan for just 950 bucks a month. The process is simple, and you're going to save yourself thousands of dollars each year. Pick up the phone and call our good pallies at the financial group at 1-800-940-LEND. There's never been a better time to get yourself a low interest rate than right now. So call financial group and you'll be on your way to saving a ton of cash. Financial group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply. Rates are subject to change and Todd Reck is still a major asshole. So call toll-free right now, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. <laughs> Trangulando el pollo para acá. Oh, sorry. In a hotel, so in a hotel somewhere in Hallandale, it's Al Michaels.
hands on Joe Namath? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, sure. It was at the Park Sheridan. No, no, no. no, no what about it? No, no, no. That was quite a tryst we had that night. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. So, how's paradise? Oh, Howard David, still on 560 WQAM. Oh, hello, Neil. It's Greg. Do forgive me for being so forward in allowing myself to call you, but I just had to ask you, can I please fire George? Look, you have no idea that kid put salt Peter in Moe's wig. And he's slashing tires on my Cadillac. No, it's true. It's true. All true. Read Inquisition. Then fire George. I want to pitch him out the door. I want to kick him with my Gucci shoes. We're in position for a cell. So I'm dismissing personnel but need permission from that fat gay Jew. I confess, I find sex talk boring. Sports talk, I like bets. Sports jobs, I'm adoring. I dream of Ricky Williams in a dress. Read Inquisition, me and Mo, we're insisting. George must go, my pants on the fishing, cause I can't get my way. And I'm wishing I could fire George today. Inquisition, radio, we like playing brains for nose, like to get in the road. Back when my wife got pregnant, I practiced contraception, wore a contraceptive way down to my balls. It's been brought to my attention that it wasn't my erection and discovered that it wasn't me at all. Was that considerate? Was that nice? To discover that Greg Reed knocked up my wife. Read Inquisition, drives on hate, unless you're sniffing. Sports paint the best position when sports print their legs. Oh! And the sweaty jocks are gone. Hey, Greg, how was George's show today? He talked about women like he does every day. He talked about women? What are they? Well, they're not as exciting as sport hole things. Read Inquisition, sport assholes. We're licking kissing, most brown holes. Can't get permission to make George go away. No! So I step my feet in Gucci shoes and make demands that they refuse when least let me suspend him for a day. 12.48. I'm almost breathless, and I'm just sitting here punching buttons, you know. 418 votes on the poll. What's your take on the TV show Smallville on the WB on Warner Brothers? I don't watch it, 307, 73.4%. Don't you think that goosed up a little bit? Uh, well, it could be. I, I don't know. If, it, if the uh, the fake guy was voting, yeah. would he vote for I hated it blows? Who, who the hell knows? Uh, and you say guy, as in singular. Uh, Lana licks my, uh, flicks my bick, licks it, 30. It's okay, 27. I love it, 23. I hated it blows, 20. And Tom Welling is God, oh! 11. 
Hey, by now you've heard, I'm sure, I'm positive, and Todd, Todd Dreck, I know, is positive, that you've heard about the incredible earning potential of a computer professional. There's big bucks to be made. You've heard us talk about the incredible demand for certified computer professionals. They need lots of you. So you've also heard us talk about the great people at Fast Train. So do yourself a favor. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. I think starting tomorrow we'll give Todd Dreck's home phone number on this, too, in case their line is busy. You can complete your program, get certified in four short months, and be on your way to a brand-new, high-paying career, making some real serious cash. Fast Train's got four convenient locations in Dayton Broward. They've got convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, too, to fit your schedule. They've got full-time job placement department with over 30 years' experience. So instead of us sitting around thinking about this, pick up the phone. There's no obligation. Call them today and get started making a real serious income right away. Call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. By the way, was your bonus on your stub? No. Oh. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. See what I mean about dead-end jobs working for assholes? Or check out uh, Fast Train on the web if you like it, fasttrain.com. Live Live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Thick motherfucking puffle on in my socks at night, so they smell like your sister's crotch in the morning. You get on my nerves with your smarty pants brain. Talk about sex, and that drives me insane. Don't own sports, and that's because you're not gay, of course. I can't take this. Hey, George, you're fired. You're not a sport hole, and you dress like a slob. Manly jocks, well, they just don't make you hard. It's women all the time. That's why. I can't take this. Hey, George, you're fired. You piss me off, fellas. And pack your hand lotion and fake boobies, too. You're not by a straight guy and responsible for making Dove cry, 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 cry. Don't bother asking when your next show is on, because you'll be back in your old repo job. You may not like guys and you're not my type, but I can't take this. Hey, George, you're fired. Have you seen a bonus check lately? Hmm? No? Well, good. You aggravate me. Despite the big number in your summer book, you're not a sports guy. I hope you die, especially for making Dove cry, 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 cry. Before you go, I have one question for you. Now, how do you like the way I look in my new suit? Now, I asked my wife, and she said fine, because well, I can't take this. Hey, George, you're fired. Roll another blunt. Yeah. All right. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Hey, 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 cause I got high. 
Because I got hot. Because I got hot. La 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 da da da. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. Uh, I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Uh, la 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 da da. Now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah. Because I got hot. Because I got hot. Because I got high, la 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 ta ta. I was gonna make love to you, but then I got high. I'm serious. I was gonna eat your pussy too, but then I got high. Now I'm jacking off, and I know why. Turn this up. Yeah, because I got high. You know, because I got high. Hey, do that over, man. Come on, man. Don't no. I feel this could have been one of the great hours in the history of the human race. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. There's two more minutes left. I beg your pardon? No, we don't have two more minutes left. i got to do the promo again. i got to oh. read the result. Hey, listen, I've been around the block a couple of times. You think I don't know what time it is? It's 12.58.06. I'm not talking about on this uh, silly website of ours. I'm talking about the exact time. You're right. City Pulse 24. By it's 12.58.13. What? By our clock, too. Well, there you go. So I'm right on top of it, man. I got this down to a science. I got my shirt on here already. I'm ready to go out for a beautiful lunch. As a matter of fact, it's uh, right now 66, 65, and the sun is shining. It's uh, low humidity. It's heaven. It's just like yesterday, a little bit cooler maybe, like yesterday all over again. Paradise. It's paradise. How do you like that? Well, those of you who can't be in paradise, you're stuck there, but go out tonight and join George and Miguel and Boca Brian and Carlos and uh, Fat uh, Jeff High. 5 to 7 at Treasure Island off the Palmetto, just north of the 122nd Street exit. Stop by for crappy QM prizes because we got no budget, but get two-for-one drinks as well at uh, <laughs> Treasure Island tonight between 5 and 7. Okay, that takes care of that. Pull quickly on Smallville, which these people, what can I tell you about them, huh? They don't watch it, 314, 73.5%. Well, yeah, I mean, what TV show would have more than that, though, when you come right down to it, see? Lana flicks my big 31. It's okay, 27. I love it, 23. I hate it. It blows, 21. And Tom Welling is God, 11 out of 430 votes. So we're, we're getting there. We're working on it. In fact, a lot of the people who were watching it last night are probably still working on it today. Anyway, we've got the Mad Dog, who's always working on it. He's coming along. You know what I did? I just tore up the, uh, here it is. Here's the page. Oh. Mad Dog is next. Then we got the Humper Hank, the highly rated Hank Goldberg show, as I'm slobbering Oliver Hank's numbers, even though, what's his name, Here's the guy. was on for about five minutes. And then we got to the Marlin Crap, which is going to be thankfully over very soon. Eddie K after baseball and the Dirty Boys with a bevy of porno people. Joe and Mark overnight. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Yo, 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 let's rate mo. You're listening to the best of WQAM online. We'll have you back to regular programming in just a few moments. But until then, here's Howard David with Dolphins.